So this is No Soul, episode number 20. Here we are again. I'm here with my guys, weighing in, combined weight, well over 1,000 pounds. One of the most popular territorial attractions of their day. We got Haystacks Calhoun and Man Mountain Mike. Who are they? Look them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Big men. How are you guys feeling? Feeling great, John. Loving it. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I ate a full pizzeria pie, a whole thing myself. Well, carb load. Carb load. For those joining us on YouTube right now, I I called him Man Mountain Mike, but we're actually joined here by Big Daddy Cool. Diesel. Man himself. How you feeling, Big Kev? The WWE is running on diesel power long live the new generation and the world wrestling federation (laughs) there he is and let's not forget our manager the jive soul bro himself the doctor of style slick i like it i'll take that one baby feeling good right now that's underrated manager he is an underrated manager you know what's funny about him too He's a jive soul bro. He never, he always lies to his friends mm-hmm. and you never get nothing in the end, mm-hmm. which is what's, really interesting about Slick. What's funny is I was going to introduce you guys as the Twin Towers. That would have worked out way too that well. I guess, out perfectly. I, yeah, I guess we yeah. should talk about these things before we actually do them. <laughs> we should actually prep for these podcasts. Nah, right? this is great. And like um, Frank and I have been talking about the manager stuff, but I like oh. to like, I try to pop Frank. Yeah. So I try to like not nice. let him know because I like making you guys laugh. So <laughs> Slick's a good one. That's the best one. Yet, my best. So We're running it. low. There's not a lot of, of managers. Well, when you when you get to calling me Stokely Hathaway, we've reached the bottom. Yes, uh, that's true. I but, actually wouldn't even disrespect you that much. So <laughs> Yeah, no. So uh, we're here again. We have a, a fun topic this week. We're going to be talking all about big men. We did the cruiser weights. That was really, really fun. We did the uh, medium-sized guy podcast. Oh, no, we didn't do the medium-sized guy. The big main and the medium-sized main. <laughs> exactly. This is all about the big men. But uh, thanks, everyone, for the continued support. As always, we're, uh, we're now showing up with tons of streams, uh, like we mentioned in Belgium. We mentioned uh, the Russian Federation. Also, Toronto. Lots of streams coming, downloads Ooh, coming from Toronto. Yeah, Ron, our, our friends in Canada. You know we're uh, we're big Canadian wrestling marks. So oh, yeah, yeah, all all Canadian wrestlers. There's none we don't like. Let's move on with the category. <laughs> so, uh, we did make it really cool... hard for me to be nice. No, all Canadian wrestlers are great. So we had some cool interaction this week in the comments on YouTube. This is um, Zern's back in the in the comments. I was so happy to see the return. I missed you, Mike. With a good breakdown on his scoring system, which was very important. Yeah, Maybe we should see... adopt this whole thing for our score. So when yeah, real quick yeah. about the <laughs> Richter scale, like I I saw you guys like going back and forth about the Richter scale. It is not what Mike said. <laughs> it's not. It is not that. It's also not. He did a lot Andy. of research on it. He did, and I appreciate that. It's not the Andy Richter scale. Okay, it's like actually that. the Wendy Richter scale. Got oh, it. love so it. Once you sense, guys decipher that code, I'm not gonna. I'm not here for that. That's not. My I job. speak it's Wendy Richter. You guys to 
decipher. And once you figure that out, you'll you'll crack the code. Here's the code, guys. I don't really like ranking stuff. It's hard for me to do. Yeah. So like these guys are the rankers and I'm going to always pull out some bullshit to say. Yeah, that's so fair. That's well, the true. The true story. I'm going to uh, I speak Wendy Richter, so I'm going to check it out. Mike actually said he took a seismograph course that morning to yeah. uh, break it down, which was I super appreciate clutch. his dedication. Yeah. yeah. Very clutch. It was very Once clutch. again, like our on location guy, our guy that's always out on the road. He's our staggeredly marshal, if you will. Mm-hmm. He, I like that. Yes, sir. Continue the work as the staggeredly. He he broke it down. Like Frank said, he gave for our Halloween Havoc and Bad Blood show last week. We're talking about in reference to that. Zern broke it down. He gave the show an overall rating of 3.4. That being Halloween Havoc. He broke down each match. He loved Eddie G versus Rey Mysterio. 9.4. Any knowledgeable wrestling fan would like that. So I mm-hmm. expected no less. No, yeah. 9.4 is, you know, super high. I think, Frank, what did you rate that match? Was it a, it was five stars, right? Yeah, yeah, I gave that bitch five So stars. that's a 10, right? That's a yeah, 10 out of yeah. 10. Um, he was a little lower on Savage and DDP than I was. but And um, I was low. I was lower on that match, too, than maybe both of you guys. So, yeah. But uh, his breakdown of that and Bad Blood both, he, he ranked Bad Blood a 2.52. Okay. out of 10 okay. um he, he went for the big average he was not high on anything except for the main no, event, which wasn't. was a, a yeah, perfect exactly. 10 score perfect 10 yeah, for interesting. Him. and that included the Kane debut he told me so he, he i want to know from zerniak what in the match with eddie and ray where he, he where they lost that 0.6 mm-hmm. they got a 9.4 out of 10 i want to know where he he had to knock off that 0.6 and and why hbk they they didn't knock off anything no offense if it's he a went to match, a 10 right. yeah he went to a 10 on taker and uh sean because yeah. of the Kane debut he put that as a part uh, of the package so that added decimal scores that was just that match was just yeah even before I the Kane stuff it was just such a great story so yeah, Zern, just break it down. Just Zern, break down that point six where the deduction came from, just for my records, and then yeah, uh, yeah. We'll and I want to know where he docked nine point nine points away from the Disco versus Jackie match. How did that only get a zero point zero one? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a banger. But um, I think it's. I think he's fair. <laughs> he kind of yeah, no, low he's... key. His scores are wild, but along the lines with us overall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like on the it's show, true. So, yeah. Jackie, I mean, well, we don't know Jackie's the uh, rating in that's that true. match went up for me because of the Royal Rumble swimsuit competition. If you haven't seen that, she oh, should have yeah. won that. So check <laughs> that out. Yeah. Um, Ed Zaranowski liked uh, our little banter about the Sid, you know, snapping his leg in the Vader. <laughs> yeah. The dude. Vader uh, comparison there. It was a super impressive moonsault by Vader. Just to revisit that real quick. Landing Absolutely. on his feet. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty amazing stuff. And uh, you, you came in my boy said a little stiff. I wasn't even actually. I love Sid, so I I don't know why. I even no, no, no. I didn't take it that, that way though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't take it that way, John. Because I know what you mean. It was just okay. like, bro, this fucking. For Jerome. the record, like John and I watched that together. Oh my god! And we rewound that, like. It had to be 20 times. And how did we watch yeah. that over and over again? Because I yeah, can't even watch it now, now at all. Yeah, because now I'm an old dork that can't watch anything. And like, <laughs> I can't look at it, bro. We Yeah, we watched that over and over and over again. Oh, my God. Like the sound it made. I, uh, my cousin threw up. I remember I showed him. He literally <laughs> fucking threw up. 
he he had a weak stomach but um i don't yeah, like so, shit like that either like i don't like why i know i watch all the fights and stuff like that but yeah. I don't remember like anderson seeing, like, silva did that yeah shit? yeah and like yeah. i say i don't like it because like i can't watch i watch skateboard videos and like i don't like watching them crash and burn you know but like if you break your leg i'll watch it a billion fucking yeah, times that makes like, perfect you know, sense. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i've seen that sid video <laughs> hundreds of times like i'll show people oh. like oh you want to see this like people don't even like wrestling mm-hmm. you know but then it's like because it's not supposed to break that way bro yeah, it's just it's not like, so, and from that move too you know yeah. um Oof. also john petrick chimed in and he made a good point that we uh we need to at least alert you guys a little bit ahead of time when we do these review shows like how we did halloween havoc and bad blood we have to give you guys a little more notice on it because i think we only mentioned it on the wrap yeah. up like a, a day or two before so We'll definitely do that. And a heads up now, I'm not going to tell you which one, but in November, starting tomorrow will be November. But in the month of November, we're going to get into a Survivor Series uh, and we'll let you know which one specifically. I mean, it's November. You should watch all Survivor Series anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. That's just what you do. Yeah. What do you do with your life if you're watching, if you're not Mm -hmm. watching every Survivor Series? And it works out. 31 days of Survivor Series. I'm sure, you know, how many have there been, though? There's been Uh, 73. 30 i think there might have been 35 30 34 Jeez, um, have there really well it was 87 or 88 it started wow. so do the math yeah, that there math makes but sense. they haven't done it every year though have they yes yeah, oh, yeah. it's been every year i thought yeah. they stopped oh, not like, so... they've had survivor series not uh, just the it traditional... just wasn't got it got yeah it, got, it, got it got it yeah so so every year but uh also Jeez. Yeah, our guy uh, Lorenzi, he also agreed that the Bad Blood and Halloween Havoc had super interesting sets and the uh, the overall design of the shows. He uh, he really enjoyed the show. And he said Halloween think, Havoc though was yes, a little bit yes. I and mean, I we all look at that, that way. set, dude. That was oh so my god, cool. that's legendary. Yeah, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm not w. one of those guys, yeah, that remembers the sets like yeah. you know some fans will care by, and like I forget. There's only a few that like pop into my head, but like I remember that one. You know, that's a. Sick do one. you remember Spring Stampede? I do. It was red, right? Like reddish. Um, no, oh, no, that was like the Wild Wild like, West thing. Yes, exactly. Okay, do you remember yeah, that, no, Frank? I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yo, yep. you know what Kevin. set? The start not to go off on a tangent about sets, but that I do always remember because I've always loved it was the backlash with Goldberg and The Rock with the fucking hooks. Oh, the things oh, that like yeah, yeah, exactly those hooks. That's why yeah. I always thought that shit was so cool. The yeah, main event that was, was the Rockers. Cool. That was the Goldberg. That was Goldberg's first match, I think, like in mm. the WWE or a big match or whatever with The Rock. Was that what the set they used for that? Because I thought that was like Attitude Era, but I guess it was a little later. Huh? Yeah, it was a little later. Yeah, yeah I, I remember those blades swinging. swinging yeah, exactly. That. Yep. That's yeah. really cool. Um, now it's just a big old fucking screen that everything looks washed out on your HD television. You can't right? make anything out. It's stupid. <laughs> Digital. Um, also, our, so like, like I said, our topic this week is Big Ben. And before we get into it, I just want to shout out Fred Ottman, a.k.a. Tugboat, a.k.a. Shockmaster, who's now nice a follower. Ass, follower and subscriber of the No Soul Podcast. So, Legend legend as well right maybe not for all the right reasons all the time typhoon baby but he's a nice ass dude and Mm -hmm. he 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 takes all the shock master shit with like a grain of salt you know it's funny now and whatever i'm sure it gets old for him but you know nah super nice disaster and he is i mean look people know who he is man yep Mm -hmm. you know like i rewatched that for the fun of it this week because we did the gimmick show i guess and um 
Sid is out of control in that uh, that interview <laughs> before he comes out. Like he won't even let anyone talk. He's shouting in Sting's face, just like typical Sid. But um, man, but, go back and watch that. Bless his heart, because when Shockmaster comes out and falls, Sid keeps the straightest <laughs> fucking face and is selling it like it's the biggest threat he's ever fucking seen. He's like, who is this? You know, he's true. freaking out. Meanwhile, Davey's fucking laughing and yeah. hot he, with the hot Booker mic T saying he fell on his Ray ass. Even like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But Sid tried. Oh Sid God. was putting on an acting job to fucking like, he he selling this show and selling the Shockmaster even when his helmet fell off on the fucking floor. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and, Uncle you know, Fred. Props to Sid. Uncle Fred, shout out. All right, so guys, how do you define a big man? Height, weight, or is it a combination of both? Before we get into it, is it like, are we combining them? Well, are we I talking 2022 big man, or are we talking about old school big man? I'm sorry, let me clarify. Big yes. man is like 6'2". Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're going to get to that for sure. But like, as you know, big man, do we want to make it a topic? What are you guys thinking? I always, I, I keep it very fucking simple. If you look like you weighed over 350 pounds, maybe 400 pounder, you're a big man. If you're mm -hmm. over six, six, you know what I mean? Like I considered you like growing up, right? Cause that was the standard. Scott Hall was like six, seven and he was the medium sized man. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's right. sort of like the times have changed where Wardlow's a big man now, but Scott Hall would be bigger than him. And he was a medium sized right. man back then. <laughs> right. Yep, so right. Th things have changed. If you're over six, six, I'll say you're a big guy, you know, cause we count guys like taker or whoever in there, you know, not quite seven footers, but big dudes, um, bam, bams as well. You know, I, I think you take both into it. It's the weight class. It's the height, like the stature of these guys that automatically gets them lumped into that big man category. So that's all what, I look at it. I try to keep it simple. What about you, Duke? Same thing. Is it, well, he's got actually a weight down there, 350, 400. What do you think? Yeah, like, big man? I think of tall, you know, mm -hmm. tall guys. And then I think of like, you know, big heavy set guys as well, but like, then you get into that weird thing where it's like, is Hulk Hogan? Like, was he a big man? Mm -hmm, you know, because right. like, mm -hmm. I don't think of him as a big man. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, like there's other big men that were in the ring with him and he's bigger than them, taller than them. I Maybe was thinking that. Stature, about, uh, but... Yeah, yeah, I think we're probably one. on the same page. Like we're going to hear a lot of the same names, you know, right. that we liked and disliked. Um, but yeah, I just thought it would be fun. You know, we we talked about the cruiserweights and like the two contrasting styles like the big men and the cruiserweights because obviously these big men aren't going to be able to do the things athletically that the cruiserweights could do but when we talk about them you're going to see like some of i mean some of these guys were incredibly talented and incredibly agile for their size or their weight you know so I think they cool. still managed they still managed to work like big men quote unquote for the most part which yeah. is a key thing we'll get into um yep. but the, de the definition whatever you decide it is it's changed a lot over the years like we said wrestling's become a smaller man's game much like the nba you know um i feel like you used to have like a center and you'd compete for an nba title every year and now it's shifted to a place where it's just dominated by smaller guards you can you can you can't even like keep some guys six nine on the court sometimes because they'll slow you yeah, down. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. You know, um, there's just few and far between now. Centers are in the NBA, much like in wrestling. There's few and far between big men. Um, but the '90s marked the last decade where we would see mostly big men push at the top of the card. 
I feel like there's been plenty of attempts by WWE to keep the big man relevant. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, we see smaller guys now headlining and getting the most shine. But at one point in the 80s, it was the total opposite of now. And like 75% of the roster was considered larger than life, loud personalities played by large guys. Uh, and it felt like when business was down, Vince would go back to the big men, right? To like plug in versus Hulk. Yeah. So he had that fascination with giants. Um, anyways, regardless of how you define a big man or your desire to see them like in the product today, we'll get to that stuff, but there's been some great ones and we got to get into them. Now I want to go a little bit in order here. I, Cause I like to break it down by errors here on no sold. I think you guys enjoy that. I want to start with a little bit of the old school, a little bit of the seventies and eighties, if we can, just to kind of get into it. Like some of the names that deserve, some attention, some props, because eventually we would get to a man, you know, who we would call, you know, it's the eighth wonder of the world. We'll talk about him. But before him was a guy we all know as a commentator, Gorilla Monsoon, who was a legit big man, 400 pounds. So he fits your criteria, Frank. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but he was a true monster before he was, you know, lovable Gino the commentator who we love, but um, he was a threat to everybody and mm-hmm. he was a mammoth, you know, and um, he had pretty good technique, believe it or not, if you see some of this stuff, but he had a, a Manchurian splash that was devastating. Uh, really, you know, he had a, he had a crazy career, like before the commentary thing for like almost 20 years. So it's just weird to think about that, but I wanted to shout him yeah. out because he was a gorilla. Yeah. Big props to there. gorilla. Um, obviously I didn't watch his fucking wrestling career, you know, but Love and respect to Monsoon, always, you know, one of the ghosts of the commentary team, the commentary booth at the very least. Yeah, and a big man for sure um, yeah. fits the category. How about one that I think you, Frank, might know a bit more about as far as like you've probably seen this guy work a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Duke, I'm almost guaranteed that you've seen this man work a match. Giant Baba, because his name's oh, Giant. Yeah. He's a big man. We got to include him in the list here, the great Colossus of Tokyo. But Mm -hmm. uh, he was, uh, you know, looming over Japanese wrestling for, I guess it was the 70s. Maybe the biggest star ever in Japanese wrestling. Like, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, he's on that very short list. Yeah, I mean, he's up there for sure. And he was Mm -hmm. like 6'10", I think they have him clocked in at. So what um, was he actually, Frank? Because you're the size expert here. Well, if you notice, he's 6'10", and in pictures with Andre, he kind of is like, the same height, maybe taller in some photos. So, you know, it goes to show that Andre's six six, probably very realistic. Giant six, Baba six. is probably in that six seven, six eight okay. range. On a good what's day. funny about Baba, the, the giant of the Orient, that what's funny about him is like with that that height, he never had the weight, man, because no. his arm, like his thin arms and bony chest, it was just mm-hmm. funny, man. That it's like that range. Yao Ming Stick, energy, man. you know, like that when like Stick. Yao Ming was like the dude, it's just like you're tall and long, but it's just yep. like doesn't necessarily look like badass but look up young pictures of giant baba and he's a little cooler looking a little bit right not, not gonna fucking blow your mind or anything but i've once you know. killed john in the uh no the uh <laughs> wrestling game with him oh yes yeah. nice. yep I Dude, do you uh, do you, do you remember watching him ever um i did but it was like kind of after the fact because mm-hmm. you know we we didn't have the means to watch him live in yeah. the okay. states so like i would get like wrestling tapes of him and stuff like that um mm-hmm. honestly he he never did it for me no nah, i respect him you know respect his name obviously huge star 
in Japan. Yeah, he's an icon like, for sure. Yeah, he never, he just never did it for me. Yeah, we had to mention him on the list. We're talking about big man. His name is literally Giant Baba. And we all knew him, like you said, after the fact. So yeah, um, yeah. it's hard for us. But even with Gorilla. But nowadays, you know, YouTube, you can see some of this stuff. I mentioned Gorilla, you. The- I mean, yeah, like sorry. Frank said, I mean, I've talked about my love for Gorilla. Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan are my all-time favorite commentating team. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy to think that he was like this evil heel. When oh, yeah. He's such a lovable like good guy baby face commentator you know like i have so much love for gorilla just Mm -hmm. he's before my time so i didn't get the same as a wrestler yeah yeah but i mean he was a a threat to bruno it's you know he he had a career before he was a commentator i've seen it it or not you know retroactively but right and i had to mention this guy because i mentioned you at the top of the show uh mr haystacks calhoun but i gotta mention him just as a as an entry level to big men because he was like a household name at the peak of his popularity. And like, it was the sixties and fifties and all, we don't know much about this guy, but if I actually run into people sometimes and they still know his name, you know, like he's synonymous with like that big, you know, I mean, what did they say? He was like 600 pounds at one point. It's yeah. 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 I mean, he looked it too. He looked it. Yeah. It was a unique look too. I mean, it was, you know, it was pretty crazy, but, um, yeah, in 73, he captured the tag titles with Tony Gurria. So he's a champion, former champion in the WWF. What an um, odd couple. Yeah, right. Yo, Tony Gurria could work when I watched some of that old, like the TNTs and stuff. He was, because we only knew him as the agent during yep, the Attitude yeah, Era. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Yo, he was he was pretty darn good. Um, he won the tag team titles like numerous times. Still yeah. a lot of different guys. Yeah, yeah, That's guys interesting. Too. I never knew he had it with Haystacks Calhoun of all people. Yeah, I didn't know either. Rick Martell, he won it with. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, another one. So this is where we get into, are they a giant? Are they a big man? You know, are they worthy of this list? I guess you could say. You guys yeah. definitely know this guy. Um, still sticking with the old school here, but Bruiser Brody. He's oh, got to yeah, be considered. Sick. I consider I mean, him big man. Yeah. Okay dangerous mm-hmm. unpredictable brawler what do you think duke um because i mean once again this is a little bit before our time however especially now i mean i've been flooded with a lot of brody content maybe because they know my algorithm but like yeah. every time i watch this stuff, and, and zern and i were talking about this earlier um he zern actually texted me the other day and saying he was overrated exactly oh, brody. That's what, brody. Interesting. and i was like oof He's breaking it down, watching this stuff, and he's saying he doesn't do much in these matches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sure. and and I get it, but like yeah. I would just and I, my comeback was, bro, like he scared the shit out of everyone. Yep. They were like fleeting from exactly. their crack, from their chairs, right? Yeah. So let me we ask you said, guys real quick. I yeah. think probably every single episode, it's not about wrestling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like <it> again. <laughs> that guy coming down to the ring, him and Stan Hansen in Japan, man. Like, oh yeah. Dude, like people were running away from them. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I would have. Yeah, so I don't know something. To be yeah, he left that. a he left a path of destruction, and you got to mention him on this list. Um, I think for you know for the simple fact that now, like, if you see some stuff from behind the scenes with with him, he's not as, I guess, frightening. But the yeah. myth of Bruiser Brody, um, as a big man too, like especially over in Japan, like because we're you know heights not always their strong suit sure. over in yeah. some of those promotions. He was towering over those guys, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
So you got to mention Brody. And he was like like a part of my criteria. I said like over six seven ish, or you know, mm-hmm. like in that range. He was a six eight guy. He was built as six eight, three hundred pounds. That's a big boy, you know. It's like yeah, and like and his character was always this monster too, which is part yeah, of like it, I guess. You know man. what I mean? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, total total wild man. Um, and one more, one more I got with. Then I want to give you guys the stage to get into some more from like the eighties era, but one more from like pre eighties. Because I've been seeing so much of this guy lately. Once again, they know my algorithm, but Big Cat Ernie Ladd. I knew Big Cat. Yep. He's got to come here because on this list, because before, you know, before he was like one of these big superstars of the WWF, he had the football career. We all know that, mm-hmm. but he was 6'9, 300 in the he NFL. That's big even crazy. Dude, man. Yeah. Like he was a big man. When you watch those old matches, like he was a big dude. Yeah. So, big boy, yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, never the before... champion. Yeah, he was he was before all of our times, of course. But I mean, yeah, but he dude, was it's, a it's, big dude. Absolutely intimidating, like and yep. dominating and charismatic and all that stuff. And he was like a major star. He just don't get the love that, you know, like he don't get the same. Yeah, but once love. again, who was the champion at that time? Stasiak and guys like oh, well, and then Bruno, obviously. But I mean, you know. Yeah, it's it's just wrong place, wrong time. Yo, right. You're Phillip saying Bruno. Rivers, yeah. Philip Rivers was a great quarterback. He's probably a Hall of Fame quarterback. He played at a time when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were in the AFC. Right. It's just bad timing sometimes. You yeah, know, like, he was. You say Billy Graham too, too soon before his time. I think him, Billy Graham and Ernie Ladd both uh, a little bit before their time because he had he had yeah. the stick stick power too he did Let's get into this. like he proved it because he eventually became a commentator too yeah. exactly yeah and he was a tough guy he had it all so big cat ernie yep. lad so really quick a, uh, into... believability about him sorry to cut you off no i would i would definitely agree with that and that that was even like noticeable later on because um i saw his stuff when he was like having that dialogue with vince and stuff he was he was believable as a, a bad guy oh, yeah. or a good guy Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So I love Big Cat, but let's get into some of the the more popular names, the the ones that everybody kind of knows about. I'll save the big one for the '80s for the end, if you guys don't mind. We'll save the eighth wonder of the world for the for the end here. Let me bring up Kamala, because this guy he fits your criteria, Frank. He's oh, yeah. uh fits any big man criteria, but this dude was eventually sort of booked like a kind of a joke you know a little bit more over the top yeah. cartoony if you mm-hmm. check out his stuff though um before that like the barefoot war paint all over his body you got the giant steel cage matches with andre before everything got popularized um i don't know man this dude i guess he never was taken like super serious in the wwf run but kamala yeah, yeah. also was brought up in our gimmicks episode I think he's a big deal. Um, huge guy that didn't have to do a lot. Yeah. And also doesn't get like people. I feel like people forget how big he was too, like in stature, just because yeah. like he dealt with bigger guys so often, you know, wrestling was just bigger men at that point and he was a monster. So he had to deal with other big beefy boys usually, but like, dude, he's, they, they have him built at like six, seven as well. You know, like, yeah. Big ass fucking dude, you know, like I think that was a legit six seven. Do you or are you gonna go six five on it? Six I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's legit because he looks 
my thing with his height is that he looks bigger than a lot of the guys they tell us are huge oftentimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like his height, his his height might be more of a legit thing where they didn't have to fake so much, like Ernie Ladd, even. You know, right? Like you don't have to gimmick it too much. And he was scary. He's a bit, you know, he's a big monster looking guy. Like you said, all the face pain and shit. And he's just like they played on like him being like this like you know, wild man from Uganda oh, yeah. or whatever, Barefoot, you know? So yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, you know, you just, it just was scary. And especially for the time when he was big deal, you know, like in like the, the early eighties or whenever, yep. you know, that's like a legit, you're not seeing guys like that walk around. Right. So that's why his character had that lasting appeal, you know, cause it was just like, Oh, this is a genuine fucking monster. Even it's interesting that they could make him. Um, yeah. It's interesting. They can make him like scary. And intimidating because mm-hmm. I feel like if you tried to do that character now, it would be silly and like it's just you know what I mean? Maybe, but like Umaga had some success and it was like a in the same vein, you know, face painted monster doesn't speak, you know what I mean? That's just true. Comes out and fuck shit up, you know. It's so like Umaga, you know, so like I, I think if you do anything right, it could work, you know, and like I Kamala's like career is a pretty good example, right? Like Kamala's career, when they did it right, he was like he was a super over villain monster of the wrestling world. And then when you treat him like a joke, he's a joke, right? Like, right. You, you know, it's like anything. So, um, Duke, do you yeah, remember, no um, did you watch Frank? You might not have saw this. I don't think you can get away with this now. Well, I know you can't get away with this now, but do you Kamala eating a live chicken on oh, Tuesday man. night Titans? Jeez. Jeez. Just gnawed I, into it, bro. I don't it's think like, I saw that. that like <laughs> legit, like a shoot. Oh yeah. Oh, oh shoot! Wow. Ate a live chicken right on Tuesday Night Titans. Crazy. Um, okay. Also, the first ever Monday Night Raw fought. You guys remember? Uh, hold on, let me think about this. First it's a freaking odd pairing. He has a one-on-one match on the first ever Monday Night Raw with Doink. A, nope, a very, very one of Frank's favorites. On oh, Mr. Perfect, Shawn Michaels. Sean uh, okay, you always oh, you really always, you guys huh. always swerve me with one of my. I always remember the main event was Undertaker versus Damian Demento. That much I do know, yeah. yeah. But I just saw that Kamala match with Sean. Who you guys I failed to mention though. on the gimmick episode, Damian Demento. What my is bad. his gimmick though? I don't know. It's fucking weird. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like so weird. Like yeah, it got a little like hazy with what a gimmick <laughs> is. But um, yeah, Kamala was cool as shit. Like he scared me when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that counts for something. Um, he was definitely cool. He's definitely a giant. I agree with that. Uganda the Ugandan giant. giant. Yeah, right? literally yeah. Ugandan giant. They also um, called him the Ugandan headhunter, though, at some point. Nice. Yeah, I know Zern's a huge fan of Kamala. Like, <laughs> old school Kamala, though. Yeah. Like, where, where you know, he would F some that shit That was up. probably, like, world class where he, like. Exactly. exactly. I know he's been mm-hmm. dipping into that stuff lately. Exactly. Um, there's another guy that pre WWF I want to bring up was a massive, intimidating monster of a man, six nine. Um, he was a big, like a legit big man, near 500 pounds. They would eventually ruin him with a gimmick <laughs> named Akeem, but one man gang. Oh, pre WWF. And even in the early WWF, WrestleMania 4 and all that, that era, uh, he was still the gang. Yep. What you guys think of this? You know, I mean, the Mohawk. He had uh, a cool appearance, cool name. 
One know? Man Gang is definitely a cool name and a cool gimmick for a wrestler. You know, like I think that's cool. It just it says it all. It's just one yeah. big boy ready to fuck all your shit up. Yeah. But unfortunately for him, I think the shit people most remember him is the Akeem stuff, mm-hmm. which is like one of the biggest jokes, maybe like in terms yep. of gimmick gimmick wrestling, you know, ever. And yeah. um, so that's unfortunate, uh, you know, anything to, to, to rib Dusty. Uh, right, right. You know, which is why like when Cody's all like fucking creaming himself for the WWE belt, I kind of like, all right, dude, whatever. They kind of played your dad forever. But anyway, no big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, Akeem. It it's meant a, it, something. That belt it, meant it's something. A shame. It's a shame. Um, yeah, one man, I think one man gang stuff was cool. Like I haven't seen a whole ton of it, but like I, I've, you know, I've gone back and watched some of it and it's really just the name that pops me i think it just seems cool he seems badass because he does yeah as, he's huge so he so he feels tough but he doesn't look tough if that makes sense do you, you guys agree with me because he just looked like a big fat guy trying to be like yes a tough, tough guy, exactly you know yeah but he didn't I look think tough in, in um in mid-south like the uwf i think he right I believed he was tough. Yeah. But like previously, he was like their top heel, right? He was like a big yeah, deal. He was, he was UWF champion. Um, But he was in like mid Atlantic wrestling and like he hadn't had the Mohawk yet. So he yeah. just had like long hair and he was like a big dude and he didn't look as like menacing. But yeah. And the UWF, I did think he was like a badass dude. And we talked about on the gimmick episode that name is just awesome. Yeah, one man gang like, mm-hmm. and to like ruin that by going to Akeem, it's just yeah, yeah, personality but for uh, sure. Like super athletic dude for his weight, you mm-hmm. know, like could do really cool stuff. So yeah, very, very he was big def- guy too. Because I saw yeah, pictures huge. of him with um Bam Bam, and mm-hmm. he makes Bam Bam look small. He's gonna right. be at a convention in Philly soon, and like I don't go to these conventions to meet like current dudes i'm all about like the yeah, old yeah, school yeah, dudes yeah. and like he's gonna be there and i'm kind of like thinking about it oh, like cool. the gang the mm-hmm. gang just i think he's gonna it, be there yeah. too oh, ah sure. me yeah so yeah, yes uh, me so under the tutelage slick i mean yeah he was definitely a big deal for uh for a minute until he had that that personality change but i'll remember him as the gang i think you know it was a um it was like a cool, like you said, that name. It's just, it was a cool name, and yeah, they ruined it. But um, I wanna, I wanna uh, ask you guys because I have only a couple more in the '80s, but I don't mind jumping around. Is there any one big man that stands out to you, like as far as, you know, we talk about the gang? Looks like he can mess everybody up. Like, is there one big man that, based on intimidation, that pops to your mind that you're like, damn, like that dude, I would run from that guy. Well, as a kid, I just mentioned them, but as a kid, it was Bam Bam, you know. For okay. Me. When cool. I saw Bam Bam, I was like, you know, I've always been a mark. If you have tattoos, I'm I'm a fan, right? So like Bam Bam <laughs> had his fucking head tattooed, and I, so that blew me away. His gear is like ultra iconic, you know. And he was just a big, a big fucking boy who could do cool shit too. Like he yeah. could, you know, he was way ahead of his time in terms of what he was doing for his size, you know, and uh. He was doing one of my wheels. favorites. Yeah, he's one of my yeah. favorite big men too. Also, the EC like everything WWF, ECW though. Like he went to ECW and had legendary mm-hmm. nights and runs there. You know, I just but Bam Bam was always one who I when I thought of like a tough guy for whatever reason, my head always thought Bam Bam Bigelow from Love Asbury it. Park. Yeah. New Jersey. I mean, I legit tough guy too. Like yeah. it's been noted. 
by like several wrestlers have told stories of but it's but a, a tremendous like badass. but a tremendous wrestler oh my yeah, god a like, tremendous yeah, sure. yeah exactly you and know, like, like I, he, I hate we he's the gold standard for like carrying a celebrity through an important matchup, right? Yeah, like when we think of like the guy who did it, they main event in WrestleMania. Yep. He made the best of a shitty situation, you know, because it's always a shitty situation when you're fighting a non-wrestler for any of these wrestlers. Like you gotta make it work. And Bam Bam made the fucking thing work, you know, and he he yeah. gave it to Lawrence Taylor. Sold his ass off. Yeah, you know, and yeah, you know, it was you know, Bam Bam was a pro, you know. Light on his feet. You know what I mean? I feel like he executed moves that were not common for his size at all. Like he would do things. You never hear. You never hear people them. talk about how they got hurt by Bam Bam. Unlike Bill Goldberg, <laughs> I just want to be good about Brevard. <laughs> unlike Goldberg, here he's a very he was a true pro. That's great. So. That's great. Well, Brett loved working with Bam Bam. It's funny you mention that because I think probably the best match of Bam Bam's WWF career was in the King of the Ring '93 against Brett. You know, hey, headlining. You know what, Bam Bam headlining the pay per view. I think Bam Bam has like three or four pay per view main events under his uh, belt, and mm, I'm sure. I feel like never he was, was in the Survivor Series main event. Exactly, sure. that's one. Yeah. You have the LT match. You got the Brett mm-hmm. match. I'm sure there was another one in there. Um, bam, but yeah, I, bam. Did you even like him when they put Luna with him later? Loved it. Yeah, I like. I kind of always like Luna. Low yeah, key. she's she, cool. She freaked shit. me the fuck out as a yep. kid too. I like you know, her too. So. Mm-hmm. I got uh, a couple more from the old school, but uh, King Kong Bundy, he liked okay. making statements. He had the mm-hmm. five count. Atlantic mm-hmm. City's best. R.I.P. King Kong Bundy. By the way, recently passed away. Um, it's a shame. But uh, another guy that I know what you're saying about one man gang didn't like look super tough in the face. Yeah. He he kind of had a baby face, especially when he first debuted. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Um, but you got to say, man, 445 pounds, a mountain of a man. Like, I feel like he, he deserves to be on the list. He called him the walking condominium. I always thought that was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was by gorilla. That was a funny line. Gorilla big, made, old, but... big, big old egg. King Kong Bunny. Yeah. I think of when I think of King Kong Bunny, big egg. Yeah. He does you know what? He's one egg. of those dudes, bro. Like he had the head shaved, right? Like he had the bald head and I'm just mm-hmm. assuming he's this big bald man. And then like, Maybe 15 years later, I see him with this full head of hair. And I'm, I come to find he was just shaving it bald the whole time. I'm like, this guy, man, like, I didn't know he was rocking all that hair, you know? It's just yeah. weird. Um, but it wouldn't have looked right anyway. So, yeah. but I got to mention Bundy. He had that huge WrestleMania 2 steel cage match against Hogan. Um, never really captured the title, but mm-hmm. aggressive. Had some danger. I liked his vignettes. I told you guys before, if you ever go back and look, vignettes before he debuted in the wwf he he literally like reaches his hand and it picks up the guys in the studio and mm-hmm. destroys them it's cool yeah. it's silly is that the first time he debuted yes okay because i remember when he do you remember when he was coming back in like 95 and they were doing right. it they were doing vignettes of him like mm-hmm. it was almost like godzilla like he's like walking over a city or something it's similar to that yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they use the same type of things but okay. he was a big deal man king oh, kong yeah, for sure king kong bundy um, he was capitalizing off of that um krang from teenage mutant ninja turtles heat <laughs> so he was able he to definitely that. looks like krang you're right man they they called him lord krang too i never understood that in the turtles he was lord <laughs> krang um all right so i have another one big john stud they gotta mention because oh, yeah. and this is like so stud has a similar path as some of these other giants on our list so like paul white and um kevin nash 
mm-hmm. Big John Stud was a basketball star. So um he was like pre you know like an athlete before and that's like a lot of these big men right like ernie lab was nfl but um yeah man legit seven foot one guy so you gotta mention Mm -hmm. him um i feel like his crowning moment probably was with the rumble right winning the yeah that's what i think of i think of the first guy to win the royal rumble you know what i mean like so yeah and feuds feuds with andre i mean you know you can't diminish how big of a deal that is at the time you know but uh no, yeah. the feuds were big. I mean, they had that big, you know, body slam challenge we've covered in our <laughs> in our Big Bang episode. Check that out in the archives. We that, get like, it. The you big rated higher than the fucking I Quit match between Tully and Magnum or something like that. Right? True story. <laughs> yeah, or maybe they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know if it was higher or not, but yeah, it was close. It was close. They're comparable. But, um, dude, do you remember uh, Big John Stud? As far as I know, like this is all in retrospect, but do you look at him? Because uh, I never realized, even though they had the LJN figures when we were younger and all, I never realized just how big he was until, you know, obviously you see him next to Andre and all. But, mm-hmm. man, would you look like he was a giant, bro? Like, oh, he yeah. was monstrous. Yeah, he's like Nash. looking like he's a like regular Nash, looking right? dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like beard and hair. Like He didn't look like a freak show like some of these mm-hmm. other guys. He was just a yeah, really yeah. big, big dude. Yeah, I mean, he... Him and Andre, like they're they're different in the way that like Big John Stud kind of looked like all those other guys except like a big version of them. You know, like he had the bleach blonde hair with the beard, but he was just like a very large version of that. Mm-hmm. And like I liked him. Um, and like I remember that body slam challenge and stuff like that, but like you're going against Andre, it's like right. the attraction of the mm-hmm. world wrestling federation so for the sure thing yeah deserve respect on the big man list 100 you know yeah there's a cool thing because uh, look he had bobby with him which always makes yep. you cooler by association but um i remember one segment where um they take this guy and they just like cut his hair on tnt on tuesday night titans and he's super rough with the uh clippers and like stiff on this like this guy from the audience and he just seemed like big john stud seemed like he he would legit kick some ass i don't know for sure oh yeah Uh, oh my god you know um all right i got a couple more and i know you guys both are fans of these guys i know duke you're a fan of this one guy um and i think we're all fans of this other guy but one earthquake because this dude was a successful sumo wrestler before he even became a pro wrestler which is interesting the canadian earthquake um a guy that bret hart always put over and i like i guess it took me to go because I mean, look, in Brett, we trust and everything. When Brett puts a guy over, usually it's like a stamp of approval. Or if you don't like a guy, we usually hate on the guy. But <laughs> Brett was uh, Brett always loved Earthquake, and it took me to go back and watch a lot of his stuff. And he really was a lot better than he looked like he should have been, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I don't know if you agree, Frank, because I know. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm not like a he's actually oh no i didn't put him on. i was gonna say that i put him on my least favorites but i didn't put him on my least favorites i didn't want to disrespect him like that because i don't hate on him you know but like he just never did anything mm-hmm. for me personally to me he for me he's he's golga you know what i'm saying like so like mm-hmm. i didn't see i didn't see like his prime prime yes at, as it was happening you know like, but you've seen saw, him like squash yeah, yeah. hogan's rib cage no, exactly. Jake, i've seen Python. it now you know yeah. but even watching it now like the hogan stuff especially 
my my interpretation of him was always not like this badass cool villain you know what i mean like for me when i was actually seeing him he was kind of jokey characters only at Mm -hmm. that point so like when i go back and watch that hogan shit with him i can see how big of a deal it was and it makes all this stuff it puts all this stuff into perspective but it even feels silly to me watching it going back i'm like fucking this guy you know what i mean is like Like sitting taking a spot from someone else exactly you know and uh, not even taking the spot like it is what it is if you're the guy you're the guy but it just doesn't i just he just never does anything for me like when i watch his matches you know like and i he's just big and i know he's a sumo wrestler and that adds like legitimacy to his to his because yeah like for a fact like i know he's a super legit strong man you know what i mean who could probably fuck a lot of those dudes up with his strength but he just didn't do it for me, you know. And like mm. one of the things I watched the most of him is when that one Japanese guy started shooting on him. Do you remember? You ever? You ever? Oh seen yeah. That clip mm-hmm. Like the guy starts shooting on him, and he's like all weirded out. He has to leave the ring, and I just think it's like one of those crazy moments in wrestling that you think. Like, yeah, infamous down. moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But yeah, he just never did anything to me. But like I said, I don't want to disrespect him and say he's one of my least favorites. But of like the very popular, like I know you guys would probably love that dude. And it's just like he just I don't you know, love him. I don't oh, okay. but I think Duke, I think Duke has I know he was a force in Japan before going yeah. to WWF, and I know that gives him legitimacy. But dude, mm-hmm. like were you were I hated Earthquake so much. And oh, okay. I don't I, I don't think just because he was a heel, but like I thought he was a distraction, meaning like there's other guys that could be doing yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then there's the natural disasters. It was what it was. Um, but Duke, where did your because I know you have love for Earthquake, right? I do. Um, and it's kind of like retrospective love because like I'm with you. Like when he was feuding with Hogan, like I was like, who is this? Because mm-hmm. if you remember, like Earthquake came out of the crowd. Like that's how yes. he was a fan. A fan. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And some slacks and, and then, um, like a brown, a brown yeah, button like, down. Yup. And yeah. he like when he first started wrestling he even wore like a brown like singlet and he was known as the canadian earthquake and um once again we get into that thing where like it's this guy taking the spot of someone that you like more you know mm-hmm. like so this Ted is DiBiase yeah, or like jake the snake roberts jake man. roberts we talked Rick about Martell. him never getting a yeah. shot to like you know be the world champ but going back retroactively and just seeing purely for the athleticism of earthquake Mm -hmm. like he's really good man and like the stuff that he did for being his size like it's very impressive um i mean i have a lot of respect for him retroactively you know like going back and watching him like um he's not one of my all-time favorites or anything but i can definitely see like a newfound respect for him as an adult, like going yeah. back and watching him, you know? For and sure. it was a short period of time. I feel like that he even got that shot as a singles. Oh, uh, for which, sure. It was, it was I mean? probably less than a year. Right. Know, like, so it's not like they ran with him for too long. But, no. Um, but yeah, Hogan Earthquake needed had... another monster to vanquish. Exactly. You, know? you like, set him up, Hogan will yeah. knock him down. Um, one more for me in the uh, 80s or old school, and then I'll give you guys any uh, that you want to mention on the old school tip. But we got to mention, and this guy bled into the 90s anyway, so we're going to get into the 90s eventually, but the big boss man. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 330 pounds, immense size. Another guy. He was an offensive lineman. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this guy here, he had the gimmick, which he's synonymous for. Yeah. I wonder um, 
if that limited him, I know it helped him get over in the WWF, but it mm-hmm. also like limited him in some ways. I wonder if they would have introduced him with a different character. Yeah. Um, Cause Duke, what was his gimmick before boss man? Big Bubba um, Rogers. That was, be- so what he do you think? Jim would Cornette's you have bodyguard? Right now. What do you think about rebranding him as the boss man and all? Do you think that worked I mean, in his favor? Look, it worked out, right? I mean, the guy's pretty well known for being mm-hmm. the big boss man, you know. Uh, it, I think it does limit you every time you go into a gimmick, it limits you. If you're going to be yeah. like a correct, you know, correction officer, like, yeah, mm-hmm. where do you go from there? It's even hard when, to shake it. yeah, it's hard to shake it. Yeah, even when he was in the um, the attitude era, yeah. you know, like he came back and he was still like that kind of correction officer he had yeah. like kind of the he at least outfit, like switched it know? up yeah the yeah. swat team yeah of but he's, I mean, the, OG, he's the og uh shield member yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. um i do think once again athleticism forget about it i mean that guy as big as he was and like he actually got in pretty damn good shape like as the big boss man like, yeah like that oh, run yeah. of yeah. the big boss man for me watching live was like the first shit of his that i got really saw so i had to look back on it and it's like he's in much better shape than we're talking about was. the late 90s yeah 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 so that, even like, before added, that though like yeah he even was before big that Bubba, like when he was big Bubba, like he was a heavy set dude and like mm-hmm. by right. like 90 90 i guess like he was like kind of slimmed down when he was, he was fighting Mr. Perfect yeah, for like the Intercontinental title. Fast. Like, I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that spot. He would run under the ropes and, like, uppercut, uppercut. the guy, like, one of his signature spots. Like, I will say dude, he did make my dude. least favorite list, though. Whoa. No, and that's yeah. that's fair, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like... Well, he had the boss man of the respect, late 90s, too. But you can respect somebody's talent. No, for sure. And they for just, sure. they're not your cup of tea. Yeah. You know, just, like, because I was tea. never like this big boss man fan. Yeah. But like, the, again, you go back and you watch, you're like, damn, like, he was really good, man. And like, mm-hmm. he got really good heat, just like Earthquake did. Like, Earthquake's mm-hmm. washing Damien. Like, I was yeah. like, oh my God, what the hell's happening here? And like, you know, yeah. the boss man, like, choking out hogan with his nightstick or whatever it was yeah. you know so like this is a lot I, of retroactive love because um i wasn't a fan of these guys obviously i was a hulkamaniac you know yeah. so, so well big boss man when he turned babyface were you a fan when he was like fighting you know mr perfect or no, nails who was he or, fighting he was fighting well, mr perfect no but even the nails feud or the mounty like did you were you riding with boss man or? um sure because like I He's mean, Nails guy. was scary yeah. as shit, and I wanted yeah. him to be just gone. And but yo, now- I don't know the yeah, I don't know the comparison between Bam Bam and um Boss Man as far as weight or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I guess Bam Bam was probably a little bit bigger in terms of big think, man. But I think Boss Man was taller. Right. I think Bam Bam had more like more girth. I only bring that up because I feel like they're the two most agile big men. Maybe besides Vader that, very, that I could think of. As far as like, good, so, um, good workers, so, too. Yeah. So, like, build height and weight for Bam Bam was 6'3", 390. Okay. And then Bossman was 6'5", or 6'7", depending on what period you were watching, <laughs> then 330. <laughs> so, he was taller yeah. and was like, taller, exactly like Duke said. Less weight, yeah. Mm-hmm. But would you agree? Typically. I don't know. Maybe not Frank, but if you do go back and watch ever, um, the way Boss Man moved around, like that agility he had was extremely impressive. I think. I think he was a good like worker. You know what no, I mean? Not sure. worker, but yeah. agile. 
No, but he um, was a good worker, though. He was, even though he was like, weirdo, like just Ray Trailer in early Nitro days, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. it, when he looked sloppy and whatever. But like you could tell he knew how to do the job, yep. you know, and like so. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, yeah. obviously he, there was skills. And even when he came back as the SWAT team fucking big boss man in WWF, you know, he was involved in some big shit. It wasn't always he great, really was, but it was like yeah. but he was involved in some big stuff, you know. I didn't know. always agree with it either, but it yeah, was like, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, like he fought know. for the world title at one point. Oh, Do you guys well, ever hear the story of Stone Cold Steve Austin tells about um, how Ray Trailer was stiffing him a little bit in their match oh, in no. like the late, late 90s? So, um, he was laying them in like really hard. And then uh, apparently like Austin gave him one shot as a receipt. And like, after that boss, man, he was like having beers with him backstage. Like he loved it. He was just, he was just another tough guy, boss, man. Mm. You know, I think he was a legit old school, tough guy and um, super cool. Is there any other guys from that old school era? Because uh, there's a bunch in the nineties um, that I want to get to. And then, you know, it tails off a little bit as we get to more modern years. But is there any more in the old school for from either one of you? Now you covered the guys I wanted to cover. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we're in the '90s now, sort of that segue of boss man. He worked in the mm-hmm. '90s, and I wanted to talk about a guy that dominated those early '90s in the WWF. Um, John Gonzalez. Oh yeah, super <laughs> dominant. Super dominant. No, no, I do want to what talk about old John Gonzalez. I do want to talk about him eventually, but I wanted to mention first uh, Yokozuna because this man, I mean, he's probably one of the heaviest men in the history of WWF, right? Or in the history of wrestling. Once he got to that, like 600, that unhealthy weight. Um, But he moved quite well even then. Can we talk about Yoko and his agility? Um, What do we have? Like four years with the WWE, maybe? I think it was. It wasn't a long period of time that he worked there. Yeah. But he made an impact. We talked about him multiple times that we all would have wished he didn't get the, the yeah. shine that he got, mm-hmm. I guess. But we got to give him love on this podcast. Um, perfect, you know, description of a monster heel for that time. Yeah. You know, you need no, to for I, sure. I mean, yeah. I've I've said before, like we do this thing where we kind of hate on guys because they're taking away spots from guys that we like. And, like, Yokozuna was a cool monster heel. Like, Vince loved his big monster heels, but he took from me, personally, Bret Hart Mm -hmm. versus Macho Man at WrestleMania 89. So, like, (laughs) I'll never forgive him for that. No, you're going to live and die with that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the hill I'm going to die on. So, like, it's just that Yokozuna's super athletic, like, should not have been able to do what he could do, you know, but I just never, I was never a fan. You know, when, I can yeah, look and when, back and appreciate his talent, but it's I not, mean, it's just not my cup of tea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the bonds I dropped, the presentation, we've talked about how over the gimmick was as far as a heel. I'm wondering, like, when we talk about at the end, we do have to say, who do you think is the greatest big man of all time? I, mm-hmm. I want to just keep him fresh in my mind because when you put it all together, like, he's got to be in the conversation believe it or not yoko yeah i don't know no. you think if we're going with i don't know listen i don't want to disrespect the guy yeah like you said accomplishments but it's like one of the best big men of all time like i don't know if i agree like impact with... all that we'll have to we'll talk about it at the end yeah. um 
but I got to get into another guy, similar um, sort of impact for the early 90s and then even through the mid 90s. But Sid, psycho Sid, Sid Justice, mm. a true big man, six foot nine, 309 pounds. His size was like imposing enough, but then he's certifiably nuts, which makes yeah. it makes pretty, it pretty, yeah, a lot cooler. One of the most feared, feared guys, uh, a force. One of the rare guys, a force in both WWF and WCW in the same decade, which mm-hmm. there's only a handful. Still that, like, not in the him. Hall of Fame, which is a fucking joke. Yeah, that's ridiculous. How you know WCW and WWE World Champion? And, you, and right. it's weird too because like WWE has bought him back in, ran yep. is he right? So it's not like he has like this crazy beef and they're never going to yep. do business with him. It's like no, nah, he's popped in every now and again, you know. And it's like it's still nonsense. No I think that uh, maybe this is not like exactly like the Vampiro thing, but I hear a lot of um, podcasts or like, you know, people that have opinions. They don't look at Sid the way we look at Sid. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we look at Vampiro a certain way, but like, don't we, don't you feel like Sid um, was just as much of a main eventer as the other guys, like deservedly so during the mid nineties? Or do you think he was just, what do you think? Like, he got. I think Sid is cool. I, obviously, we're like we're, we all think he's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. But like, I don't think Sid sort of never had like that long lasting feel in any of these companies. You know, he he always kind of felt like a guy. He, he you came you hired like a hired gun. You know, he came in right. and did the job. But like, there was value in that obviously because he came in and he was like main eventer like all the time. And like yep. people like to pretend like he wasn't an attraction. You know, but it's like, but his. Everything about him was cool. His fucking name was cool. His look was cool. His music was cool. His yeah. promos were kind of wild, but they've become cool over the years, you know? And it's it's like, I don't get when people act like he uh, wasn't like a super legit dude, you know? Because it's like, he doesn't get the respect, I feel like, as uh, these other big men do. And I think maybe because he was always jumping around. It was like, he was there and gone and there and gone. I think that hurts him. But like I love. But there's a lot of people that say that he didn't love the business, the whole baseball, mm-hmm. softball yeah, I mean, shit. Like that's yeah, been there's, so there's lots overdone. Of people though, yeah. There's lots of like, listen, we all love when Brock don't love the biz, right? No, exactly. Like we love when a guy loves the shit, right? Like it makes it important to us. But there's plenty of guys who don't love the shit. Like Batista was one of the biggest. Yeah, that's the not the all end all be all yeah. for me. You know what I mean? You know like, what I yeah, mean? It, yeah. Like it's a bonus to me. Like if you do love it, it makes me like you more. But like I understand how the game is. You know, it's a job for a lot of these guys. And yeah. it was for fucking Sid, you know. But Sid was cool to me. Love his moves. Um, his big yeah, man his moves. moves. Yeah. He moved like a big man, and his style actually, even though it wasn't like crisp or great, it actually mm-hmm. fit his character. Like it wasn't pretty, but Duke. Um, yeah. so I was introduced to Sid as Sid Justice coming in as a special ref. That's who I knew him as. You saw him right as the hor- as like a horseman or a skyscraper. Oh, yeah. you, you knew yeah. him, right? So yeah. what do you think of Sid? I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to rearrange your face. (laughs) I love it. No, I, with Sid, honestly, love it first sight. I Mm -hmm. love that dude as a skyscraper. I was super happy when he was a horseman. Like, Mm -hmm. any incarnation of him. How many big men do you know could do a fucking nip-up? Yeah. And this guy could do that. Like, Sid is, spoiler probably my all-time favorite big man oh wow like he's up there for me like i well, he was number fucking, uh honorable mention in your top 10 yeah, of like, all time i so. love sid like there was i don't know 
maybe when he fought Brett, that was like the only time I cheered against him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. late WCW was weird, you know, but like I remember when he beat Sean for the World Wrestling Federation title. I was all for that. Wow. Like killed him with mm-hmm. the camera, killed Jose mm-hmm. Lothario. Like mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I think Vince just had this vision where he was going to be, you know, the next Hulk Hogan when he introduced him as Sid Justice. And like, that's not what Sid is. You know, yeah. Sid isn't Hulk Hogan. He became psycho Sid and he became hugely popular. Like, look at him in MSG against Shawn Michaels and tell me this guy's not over, you know? Well, you can't be a two-time WWF champion at a time when the title did they meant so much like that. That wasn't just given to anyone. No, back dude, then. It, it, was, it really it wasn't. Was Shawn and Brett. And Stone Undertaker, and Undertaker, you know, That's like it. there were big names around. So like, and Sid snuck two in there, you yep. know. Um, yep. And like, as far when... as like his longevity. That's probably the criticism of him because he did like softball, you know, like he'd mm-hmm. like to go off and do his own thing. And then, you know, I am somebody that when you love the business, like I mentioned on the weekly wrap up about moxley like i love that about him that he mm-hmm. loves pro wrestling so much that he wants to come out on fucking rampage when mm-hmm. not as many people are watching and he's gonna fight some matt menard you know who i like yeah but like you know it just shows the love for the business and sid like maybe he didn't have love but i have love for sid i thought he was super charismatic you know like mm-hmm. had that like x factor like he looked like a million bucks. Like I've so much. Sid was over, Sid. and Sid yeah, was super over too. Over. Yeah. At all times, yeah. People pretend like that he wasn't like a, like a top guy, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like Fuck I don't man. see it that way, man. Dude, they're I cheering was... Sid. They cheer and Sid against Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels is supposed to be like the yep. next mm-hmm. dude or whatever, and, and people were like to the point Sid. that they probably handpicked San Antonio so mm-hmm. Shawn wouldn't get booed. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Come on. I like that he was billed from wherever the hell he damn well pleases. Yeah. From wherever That's... he damn well pleases. I can hear That's... Gary Michael Capetta. I love that. Um, also, a wrestling observer in 93 uh, rated him as the most overrated wrestler of the year. And that's been uh, what man. you hear a lot. People swear that this guy, I'm with you, man. He should be, not only should be in the Hall of Fame, but like people need to remember just who in the hell he is, man. Sid, and also Sid. multiple time world champion, like everywhere, yeah. you know, like it, it, his career is like kind of crazy. And a little fun thing, like when, you know, we all love the winged eagle belt. Not mm-hmm. many fucking guys look cooler with the winged eagle belt than Sid did with that Great point. vest. I mean, like that, to be know? fair, though, that belt is so goddamn beautiful sure. that yeah. like yeah. you put For it on sure. the slaughter, I'm in. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, that's yeah, true. but like, no, but Sid I know what you mean. Like, no, Sid like, yeah. looked like a goddamn action figure. Yeah, yeah, you know, like he he was he had the look. Um, I think he should have, you know, whatever happened with the beginning of WWF when he left the first time is unfortunate because he could have been a huge deal in those times this with the Warriors. Bogus. Yeah, that press press conference still still legendary when they yes. hope. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we got to show Sid all the love. Uh, One guy that could probably equal him in coolness factor for me is Big Daddy Cool. The man right here, Diesel. So I 
you know, I have him in my top 10 faves. Frank has him in his top 10 faves. He'd One of like my top guys. Top 50 for me. Top 50 for you, but but good enough to get a, a Halloween costume out of. So that's for sure. What do you want he me ranked. to tell you? But listen, um, his like ascent, we covered this before when we talked about our favorite wrestlers. I did talk about him a lot, but his ascent in WWF and then obviously what he did with the NWO. He because you know, big sexy, the moniker, big daddy cool. Like he's putting the big in his name because this he was a legit big man who yeah. everybody couldn't wait to tell you that he was lazy. I think big lazy was the 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 character uh, given to him by the fans who who hated him. But um I know Frank, you weren't a huge fan of his jackknife, the delivery of the jackknife, right? The you lazy bomb. I, I loved it. And hey, you know, I just think it's the laziest looking power bomb, but I low key <laughs> love the jackknife power bomb. So it's like a okay. I don't think it looks the greatest, but I love it in its own way. You know what bothers me really quick while we're on this subject? Did yeah. you notice they call that pin a jackknife now? Uh, what they, pin? Yeah, I'm like when they um, I think it's like when they flip over and they'll be like jackknife, like the jackknife. Oh, pin. It bothers that. me no. because you'll notice now that I say it. Yeah. Mm. And it bothers Who's me. This, uh, like, that's you talking about goddamn um, move. I feel like Excalibur says it. Excalibur. Okay. Who I love. I love Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, it's not a fucking jackknife. It's a jackknife <laughs> power bomb. Yeah. That's just the damn pin. So, Duke, I want to ask you the same question because for me, it was. Obviously, Big Daddy Cool coming in, managing mm-hmm. my boy Sean, going into that rumble, eliminating seven guys in 18 minutes. I was fully running on diesel power. I've said this a bunch of times. He was right up there with Brett for me at the time. Did you know that this was like Vinny? Well, you knew Vinny Vegas. Yeah, I knew you Vinny know, Vegas knew. and Oz, but like. Did you see anything in him back then? I don't care about that. No, um, I didn't. I actually thought Oz was kind of cool. Like. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I like he the legit Wizard looks Oz. like Oz now, by the way. Kevin yeah. Nash looks like Oz. I like the Wizard of Oz. I don't know if that's what it was. Vinny mm-hmm. Vegas, I didn't care for. Um, but I did think even previously that uh he was a master blaster. Yeah. Like right. a tag team. Mm-hmm. And like I thought obviously he's fucking huge, you know, like he looked cool. And uh unlike you, John, I'm not a sellout. So when he came to the WWE, I didn't sell out Brett the Hitman hard. I stuck with my <laughs> dude. I yeah, mean, loyalty. even though they loyalty. told me that it was running on diesel fuel, I knew that the Hitman was still the mm. guy. So mm. I always, I like diesel. He's, he's cool, but like, I never would trade Brett, you know? So I remember a comparison. Uh, I want to say like five years ago or six years ago, somebody made saying that like Roman Reigns is the modern day Kevin Nash or modern day Diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was like pretty fitting at the time. Obviously, he surpassed uh, Roman Reigns probably surpassed Diesel in the WWF for what they're doing with him. Would you agree? As far as like, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, mean, I don't. Me, I'm reluctantly no. saying that. Like, no, yeah. okay. Here's the thing. Roman Reigns looks great. We've talked about this. His presentation's mm. great. And like, then he gets in the ring and I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. you can tell me once again, you know, MJF, that you're in a generational talent. But if you come out and prove it weekly, I'm more yeah. inclined to believe. And like, I think Roman Reigns is a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. He's great to look at. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm happy he got to be a heel and he's mm-hmm. cutting good promos and stuff. But like, are you telling me that in the grand scheme of professional wrestling that Roman Reigns ranks above Kevin Nash? Because I'm, I'm saying going... for their WWF runs. No, no. Um, and it's not an attack on you. I'm just yeah, saying I, in I'm general, just bringing it up. You know, people like... made the comparison uh, that, you know, essentially. Yeah, sure. That's what, what you're happens. saying. What you're saying that's is what like happens people... when you walk into the World Wrestling Federation and we're like, OK, this is our guy. Randy Orton walked into WWE and they were like, this is our guy. And how yeah, many but... years later, he's a, what is he, a 12-time champion? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, the they Rock, did that also with Rocky Maidia walks in at Survivor. He wasn't goaded like these guys. Are you kidding me? Diesel? Yeah. Was he goaded like Rocky Maivia? Yeah, it, t- it took and him like shorter, Randy Orton? Short, no, shorter well, time to get the championship than but, Rock. But, 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 I will say that, like, the Rock, if you throw the Rock into that mix... It's like The Rock got himself over, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and became, he did. But it made, so did, did, they, not, way, did they not put him in position sure. immediately? Yeah, His yeah, yeah. first match, he's a sole survivor. The baby face, yeah. Then yeah, yeah. he wins the Intercontinental title. Yeah, yeah. And then the fans are like, fuck this guy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're and saying because they brought him in as a bodyguard. Over, but You're saying Diesel had to, like, get himself over. And then the machine got behind him after that. It wasn't yeah, so much exactly. like... Like, picked. but the machine, even though didn't, they did get behind him. Obviously, he was the world champion and all that shit. But when not it, when, for two when, years, yeah, though. when business wasn't doing great, they right. moved on from him, you know, and to the, so much to the point when he got an offer somewhere else, they didn't even match it. You know what yep. I mean? So it's sort of like where also, Roman, it's like Roman. If, if Tony Khan came right now and said, "Roman, we're gonna give you the biggest fucking contract," of it. the WWE is like, "Roman, we're doubling that fucking contract because you're not going anywhere. You're the fucking guy, right?" We're like with Diesel, they were kind of like, "Ah, eh, yeah, whatever. Business isn't as great, you know." So like, move him on, and then he, you know, he stayed Diesel. He stayed he, this big name everywhere he went. But well, I mean, look, I also he had... don't like the, you know, the thing where it was like, "Oh, when Diesel was champ, business was down." It's like, look at your roster, right? No, yeah. yeah. I'm so sick of hearing that bullshit. Yeah. I always I'm not hated even that. The, I'm not even the biggest Kevin Nash fan. It's been noted. We've talked mm-hmm. about it. But, like, come on, man. Call a spade a spade, dude. Your top heel was IRS, and I love IRS, right. but come on. No, I always hated that perception, too, and, like, the knocks on. I Because I my when I was a kid, I thought Diesel was as big as Hulk Hogan. I you really did. You were drinking like, that fuel, bro. You mm-hmm. were down in and that he, diesel and i was and he held the title for a year like he got a run he got a, a, like a nice stamp on the whole thing i guess his longevity doesn't hold true if you're talking 93 to 96 roman reigns has been there what 10 years i only brought him up because um the reason i brought that up is because that big lazy moniker once upon a time people didn't give a shit when kevin nash went into the ring like they just they would be like i'm changing the channel he's lazy mm-hmm um that was never the case for me because for me it was the opposite it was like yeah. nash is on i'm watching i'm sticking it i'm sticking around i don't care who he's yeah. fighting he's fighting uh van hammer this week i'm gonna watch him beat him in a minute you know um but he did I, so I, much I, in his I, career i just think if we look at like roman's three first three years versus diesel's first three years it's sort of like yeah diesel outshines him but that's usually the case right like you you push a guy and you see what they do and then you determine whether or not you're going to keep pushing them where roman gets this red carpet treatment and it's like they boo you for seven fucking years they straight. stuck with him for a million yeah, and years you're still the guy you know what i mean like you're yep. still the guy regardless of what 
people want or what people think. That's what I'm saying. Like there's certain guys that the moment they walked in that company, they were given the red carpet treatment. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mm -hmm. kid, go get it. You know, like I love Randy Orton. He's one of my favorite dudes currently on that roster. I really like what he'd become. I think he has that like old school feel now. Like I love watching him now, but like, come on, man, he was given every, every opportunity and he was well, a jerk off, admittedly, in that company. Well, yeah, no, but Diesel, I want to just say he also Intercontinental Champion. Yep. T- two-time tag team champion, two-time yep. Hall of Famer now. But once yep. upon this is all retroactive love because I know I was obviously, like you said, drinking that Kool-Aid. A lot of people were not. Uh even in like the wrestling observer, they they most overrated twice, worst wrestler three times. Like they didn't mind piling it all on mm-hmm. Kevin Nash. And I just think that's unfair because Talk about favorite big men of all time. I'm probably going to, well, I know he's my favorite big man of all time, him or the taker, but best big man. Can you put him in that conversation? Because like the the accomplishments are there, the impact on the business are there, but obviously Bam Bam would run circles around him in the ring or, you know, um, I mean, it's, I it's think that same old can. argument. Yeah, it's that argument of what do you consider like yeah. what makes the best, right? Because is Hogan the best, or is it fucking you know uh, Chris Benoit, right? Or right. is it you know, or is it mm. Kevin Nash or a Bam Bam or mm-hmm. you know whoever the fuck you think is actually and right. it's good. you know it's very subjective, mm-hmm. you know. Until who, we who find drew the... uh, who drew more money, right? That's right. money in the miles, exactly. Yeah, and you know until we perfect this like ultimate best wrestler criteria you know like it's it's hard to say i mean kevin nash is a two-time hall of famer a former wcw champion a former wwf champion Mm -hmm. he literally changed the way time tag team champion Mm -hmm. he he literally changed the way pro wrestling works now you know like with guaranteed contracts like He's a big fucking yeah. deal in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah, so for sure. Huge deal. I mean, I huge, think you huge, can huge make deal. that case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably die on that hill right there with the taker. But um, let's go into really quick Vader because he was in that like period with uh, like right after Diesel and in with Sid. But let's talk about Vader really quick because always impressive when he's in the ring, like within those ropes, super impressive. I mean, he got a little, you know, I guess. I don't want to say uh, uh, he slowed down. Let's just say that once he got to the WWF, he slowed down. But undoubtedly, one of the most talented, again, when you talk about Bam uh, Bam, Bam, I mentioned the big boss man. Vader's got to be in that conversation because his in-ring skills were like incredible. Um, All-time classic as far as a big man that can move. Another guy I was afraid of. I mean, some of these big men, they, they would like, you know, the intimidation factor when you're a younger kid. Were you guys ever like big fans of Vader, Frank? You probably not, because yeah, no, maybe because uh, you would have. I feel like Frank would have loved Vader in the moment. Yeah, like if I was like my years watching him, prime for prime, maybe you know. I um, think yeah, because he's like that hard hitting style. He he would go to the top and do a random move every now and then. You know, it was like very believable for the time. Mm-hmm. Um. He yeah, had the Vader. um the credibility from yeah, wrestling like when in Japan. I watched, yeah, when I saw Vader, he was already washed up Vader. You know, he looked mm-hmm. half the, he looked half the size of what he was. You know that Vader, like ninety, 
six, seven six. WWF yeah. or whatever. Like when yeah, he yeah. was like, I'm just a fat piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 unfortunately, you know. So yeah, like, yeah, sad. so like I I didn't watch Prime Vader in its day, you know, but looking back on it, Vader's a very obvious one. You know, he's another one that was a former football player, another athlete, big yeah, another man. Baby my only thing Leon with Vader, Moore. my only thing mm-hmm. with Vader, yep. and and I like stiff wrestling, but sometimes I feel like he was just he was just stiff in some of these matches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like that's that's cool and all at, at certain times, but like other times it feels like he's taking advantage. Like I'd never yeah. watched a wrestler taking where liberties. Off, yeah, where I'd say like this guy's taking liberties with like so many dudes he's in the ring with, and I feel like that was mm-hmm. often the case with Vader because he was like untouchable mm-hmm. at the moment. You know, so like I don't love that about him. So I don't have Vader in like this special place in my heart, you know, but I do respect the like, you know, the game and he was in Boy Meets World. Yeah, I mean we've uh, yeah, said before Boy World, like yep. the art of pro wrestling is looking like you're mm-hmm. killing somebody and not hurting them. Yeah. You know? Right. And like I I agree with you. Like he was super stiff in WCW. Mm-hmm. I know Zern loved Vader, but um I just man, like his career pre WWF is what you have to focus on because mm-hmm. anything in the WWF is not the Vader that's, you know, going to put, put him on anybody's top rankings list, yeah. big man or anything like that. Because before WWF, he was killing it. The stuff with, uh, obviously he did a, a lot of stuff in new Japan, but even if you watch the stuff he did with Jack, with cactus Jack, like that stuff is legendary. Um, and I agree with you, Frank. Like sometimes taking liberties, uh, I'm surprised some guys let him do that. Like even Flair was a, uh, yeah, like really, um, he played along with with letting Vader fuck him up. Sometimes mm. I'm like, damn. Even Flair Flair's actually t- talked about that, and he like gave him a receipt at a match mm. when they fought for the WCW title at one point. If you want to nice. look that up. He says yeah. like he was like kind of stiffing him, and Flair was like, "I fucked him up." Like, yeah, well, I don't blame him. him like man. he hit him with real punches. Yeah, I'm surprised a lot of guys, and even that presentation when he had Harley race with him, like, what a monster, man! What a yep. what a presentation! Like, and it's sad to me, just like real quick on the WWF thing that because imagine like Undertaker versus Vader, the proper feud right. that should have been yeah, yeah. that should have been amazing. Yep, like that should have been great. Yeah, but it never happened. Um. So I had to bring up Vader. And honestly, I'm sure people will be a little bummed we didn't talk about him longer because he's got a lot of fans. And I feel like they a lot of people look at Vader the way we look at Sid. You know, yeah. they think he's that much of a no, big man. Deal. Vader was really good. He was super athletic, you know, like we said, like doing moonsaults and stuff. Like for me personally, he was fighting guys that I like more. That's yeah. all. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like you're fighting Sting who's in my all-time favorite top 10 i'm gonna cheer against you you know right like, yeah it's that simple right and even Never cactus how... like i loved cactus in wcw mm-hmm. that like Man. sympathetic like he was getting mm-hmm. his ass kicked but like yeah. underdog type thing you know like so i have love for vader you know i just i never saw him as like um one of my favorites or anything you know yeah. it was yeah, a yeah. weird yeah. it was also like it was a weird choice like Flair kind of left WCW and like that was the guy that they chose to like be the guy. And it was like an interesting, I don't know. I think it was, yeah, I think choice. Yeah. And I think it um, solidified him though. For me as a kid, like I, from the time I was a kid, I only knew Vader as a big deal as a main eventer as like, I remember he was number two in PWI's 593. So like he was um, behind, he was a big deal to me. Uh, Yeah, exactly behind Brett. 
We just looked at this uh, PWI the other day from 93, Zarin and I. That's but yeah, awesome. Va- you still Vader's have it? The- yeah, I got it right behind oh, me. That's awesome. <laughs> so Vader, yeah, he was always a big deal to me. Never held a title in the WWF. Never. Nope. Like, not, yeah, no I mean, even when you go back and like you listen to them, like JR kind of makes like snide comments about him, like his right, weight and stuff right. like that. It's like, bro, what did you think you were getting? Mm-hmm. you know like he's a big dude like he did lose yeah. a step but it's yeah i hear what you're saying um these next two guys you can't talk about one without the other we've talked about both of them a lot lately but we have to it you know give them the respect here obviously because this show is probably happening because one of them is you know the the phenom the icon well he's the legend the undertaker and Kane, let's talk about them both because honestly, like obviously Taker's career spanned well before Kane and well after even, but they have to be talked because their style, like Kane mimicked his moves at first, you know what I mean? And it was like mm-hmm. um, Im- like imitation as being brothers and stuff like that, the choke slams, even the movements, yeah. walking the ropes. But obviously the Undertaker is the most iconic wrestler of all time. Like as far as gimmick, let's just say mm-hmm. that. And, and a character that's going to stand until the end of time, everybody's going to know who the Undertaker is. But um, when the bell rang, like besides the goosebumps on the entrance, he could, he could move, man. Like he could go. I mean, he's probably had some people say the greatest match of all time is Shawn Michaels and him, mm-hmm. you know, that's up for debate, but for him to be considered, and that was later on in his career, which is even more amazing. Um, in terms of his wrestling, though, like I think he put on incredible, unforgettable shows and the gimmick stands yeah. up. So what do you guys think, um, just with both of these guys, if you want to talk yeah. about The Undertaker and Kane as big men? The, well, obviously, The Undertaker is The Undertaker, right? He's obviously a legend and all that. And it's like, we've, we've talked about him a million times. He is what he is. We'll, we'll even probably do an episode on Undertaker at some point. You know, he's like one of those deserving dudes. But if it was on my personal favorite list, Kane probably gets ranked higher for me mm. personally. You know, like I, I was a Kane guy, like from day one, you know? So like, I always loved Kane when Kane won that world title for a day, <laughs> like, you know, Dude, like, were you I into probably, that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like, Kane, you were an you know Austin I mean? guy though. Yeah, like... no, but I just fuck with Kane so much, you know, so like, yeah. and I was annoyed when he lost it the next day or whatever. Right. You yeah. know, Cause I was like, ah, I was first like, blood I remember getting, yeah, I remember getting yeah, raw magazine. Blood with that shit in it you know so like you know i love kane um you know i loved his career until until some of the unmasked shit you know like when he was unmasked kane he reached a point where we kind of i felt like jumped the shark did you like that at first though because duke and i talked about on the gimmick show i did yeah first i did when they unmasked him and it felt creep remember the crowd was like silent you know Mm -hmm. like the crowd was just sort of stunned looking at him we had this weird hair situation Mm -hmm. it was just such an odd because we knew he's not going to be this deformed guy right like as regular humans who know this game but then it still was weird enough that we were like what the fuck is happening you know exactly exactly and i did think it was maybe the end of kane at you know at that moment I, i probably thought damn they fucking botched this guy you know, like it's not going to be the same. They, but yeah, they like gave up a, on. Yeah, I think he did a good job though of recovering and making the massless cane like semi cool. You know, like at some times, but eventually I got over it really quick. And you yeah, know, dude, whatever, you and I, big red machine cane, I fucking love. 
over the taker in terms of like uh wrestler or character or just favorites i guess like well if it's coming to wrestling skills and matches takers better right like has better matches um mm-hmm. arguably is better in the ring i guess you could debate that right but, yeah you could debate that you know um but just as like a personal favorite like who i look forward to like whose mm-hmm. entrance like popped me as a kid you know like even more so i know undertaker's entrance is epic you know but like as a kid it was like i was i wanted that cane music and the flames and all that like i mm-hmm. loved all that shit he looks so sick too like that red and black costume cane like those early day costumes or even you ever and see the mask. pictures of him with the cape you ever see pictures of cane with the cape yep yeah dude how fucking he should have rocked that cape one time deal that was a one time deal like mm-hmm. to me, Kane was one of the coolest looking wrestlers of all time, you know. And um, you know, I was just into it. I even liked him with X Pac, you know. I was into all that shit, the yeah, Tombstone shit. I was into all of that, you know, because I was a big Kane guy, you know. We but, talked uh, about his uh his yeah. debut too. Like that's just like literally the most oh, yeah, unparalleled, yeah, 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 unparalleled impact when he debuted there. We talked about mm-hmm. that on our debuts episode, Duke. You yeah, and I talked about crazy. um with uh with Kane like even the unmasking version, how he still kept an edge when he was like shackled and had like had the head, had half the head shaved and like was doing the look in the mirror and he doesn't see what we see. They were still, they had me still because Kane, oh, yeah. Frank from the moment he debuted up until around that point. Um, I always rocked with Kane Duke Kane and taker brothers of destruction. Um, where do you stand uh, as far as like, comparison in ring and favorites because they weren't neither one of them were in your top 10 or 15 so if you had to say do you prefer one over the other like overall yeah i mean kane doesn't exist without the undertaker mm-hmm. like say what you want it's a fact yeah you know like i like kane too like like frank said when he won the title i thought that was cool as shit it was unexpected you know mm-hmm. like it was it was neat um i i do i would go with undertaker for sure if i were to rank one over the other as far as personal favorites and as far as like you know if you're ranking the all-time top 10 um Mm -hmm. undertakers had so many classic moments like moments matches etc like he's so integral to the history of professional wrestling to me like i mean he surpassed uh like the term legend is almost an understatement yeah i mean he's he's like uh i don't even know what you would call him like living legend like i don't even know what to call him like um i was him for halloween like he's just he's so important you know to just the history of the sport that one but I kind. love Kane too, you know, both yeah. of those guys. I think it's one of the greatest stories, you know, in the history of, of wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. One of the greatest feuds, you know, like when they finally, you know, become a tag team. We talked about on the gimmick uh, episode, like the crowd was like, oh, my God, these guys are together now. Like it was like it was like the ultimate like yeah. pairing, you know, like um. Mm-hmm. Undertaker, I remember thinking, like, who's going to beat these guys ever? Exactly. You know I mean? Like, because yeah. like, you look at them, it's like yeah. they're unstoppable. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but yeah, and Kane, man. Kane, we talked about uh, overcame really bad gimmicks, too. So, you yeah, know, and like, also very, very cool. fortunate because, like, 
They didn't give yeah. you a lot of chances back then. You got like one chance and that was that, you know? No, and- but then he goes on to have this like first ballot Hall of Fame career. Like if you want to talk about, you know, we talk about Seamus and all these guys getting, but this guy's deserving of all this stuff. Absolutely. Like if, you, if you look at the decorations on this guy's uh, at least uh, title accomplishments and uh, yep. it, I mean, he even maintained uh, a spot on top when Austin was like really hot, you know, like he yep. was able to still hang around and um, final two something. guy in a Royal Rumble. Exactly. You That's know, what I was like, thinking about. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and the Undertaker, like you said, it's legend almost doesn't cut it. We're, we're going to talk about him at length one day. Um, yeah, I mean, the Taker, I almost like feel bad that I don't have him ranked higher. Mm hmm. You know what I Where, mean? Because I your just favorites. Yeah, in my favorites, because like I just he's he's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I should have him ranked yeah, higher. But way. yeah, yeah. You know, well, look, it's, it's your favorites my, list. You know, yeah. When I it mean, gets to the in ring stuff, like yeah, it's crazy because like I don't probably have him in top twenty, which sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous. You know what I mean? But it's yep. like, but he might not be in the top twenty, and it's like. But then you rank your top twenty matches. I bet he's. At he least in be. one yeah, of them, he might be, you know, yeah, like, sure. so it's, it's an interesting thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, I had him uh, like, I think it was seven right behind Nash, but it's, it's because of if I had all those stories, if I had all those vignettes, if I could watch all those feuds you're talking about yep. with him and can like, I would watch that all day, every day, oh, yeah. that Undertaker, sure. um, what do you call it? mythology? And just, yep. just the legacy, him just the like, you know the little vignettes when he's like making a casket for something yeah give me that all day yeah, man. like him him building caskets so yeah, watch yep. it all day i love 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 that old school taker especially but um unlike a lot of people like people prefer older sean i like the younger sean older taker 90 to 94 i love that taker man mm-hmm. and the, the older one was cool too but um i want to talk about one guy and then i want to talk about his father but first i want to talk about the big show um this guy standing seven feet you just got that right yes, seven, seven feet that's the son of the giant 400 pounds big show pretty much had everything it took to be one of the goats and i won't say that he isn't one of the goats nope. but and you know what I, I i don't even want to get hung up on that like that negativity because that's too often what people do when they talk about like paul white is like but he botched his town or but, you know, he didn't live up to his. I think that's kind of bullshit if you really break it down. The dude still had a Hall of Fame career, legendary career. Mm-hmm. We could probably nitpick and say he left some stuff like on the table. He he probably missed out on some stuff. But how do you guys like do you guys look at the big show? Paul White, the giant. Do you think ah he's a joke or do you go right to, yo, he was a mean, badass mf or I don't like He's on the big show. I'm like conflicted with the big show because he's on my least favorites list that I have over here for big men. But it's like I don't hate his guts. I I hesitated to put him on there. But when I think about it, like the last 10 to 15 years of his career, I don't have to ever see any of it ever the fuck again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like total wash, whatever. I think when we think of the big shows like actual career that mattered, it's WCW as the giant. Maybe when he first came into WDF and was throwing Austin through the cage and he was like, they treated him like a big deal as Paul White in early days of the big show. But it's like, I find myself trying, wanting to enjoy 
the giant are trying and wanting to enjoy the early big show stuff more than I actually do. And like mm-hmm. when it's done, I'm always like, okay, I'm ready for a new program with whoever he's dealing with. Whenever he gets inserted into one where it's like, oh, okay. So now we're going to do the thing where big show is the opponent and he's not going to win the belt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like usually like the, they got us when he beat Brock, you know, and like they cheated and he got the win on Brock, but I hated that shit. I remember watching it being like, oh, this fucking guy is the guy who like, I black just, jeans. That match, like, uh, that match yeah. is like six minutes, by the yeah. way. Yeah. You know, it's like Paul I, Heyman, Paul Heyman yep. turn. Whenever it was like a big show moment, I felt like I was always like, oh, like, why are we, why do we even have to do this shit? So in WCW, when he was the giant, he was cooler. He had more moments when he was a little more agile. I also thought it was cool. And people kind of hate and like when he would climb the big, the top ropes and shit like that. And they're like, you're a giant. Like I hear all these old yeah. school guys are like, you're the giant. You don't need to do all that shit. But I'm like, well, yeah. it makes him different from the other fucking giants though. You know what I mean? Like God forbid he's yeah. just not a carbon copy of Andre or whoever the fuck was another right. giant. Especially you know, being that big, like yeah, that, that big, stuff. seeing him on the top rope, and eventually he got way too big to do anything. But mm-hmm. you know, like he, he it's just a career that I'm like, it's cool, and I think it's impactful, and I think he's important in the legacy of like the giants of wrestling and the big men of wrestling. He's on that short list of guys who I think of as like the genuinely big giants that were worth their salt, right? Not like a giant Gonzalez. So like. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm conflicted with them, but like when I just think about the shit, I'm like, I almost don't tune into any giant stuff. I don't tune in. It's like, it's usually for the other person. If I am watching the giant, oh, yeah. he's doing something with NWO that I like, or he's doing something with whoever that I like versus he's just the other guy, you know? And like, don't like his matches. Um, I think he sounds like a, like a, blabbermouth like goofball anytime he fucking tries to talk even in wcw when he's fucking yeah. yelling every promo yeah, you know yeah. and you're just like bro stop it close your mouth you're drooling you know yeah, what I mean? always always like, drooling yeah it's just like it's too much i just don't <laughs> I, I just don't enjoy him you know but i respect the career i just haven't enjoyed it yeah so uh, that's interesting duke do you really quick so this guy dave he's his debut was uh 94 10 months later, he's the champion at WCW. So sometimes when we talk about like guys who got well, too much, didn't too he soon, win his, didn't he win the world title in his first match? Yeah. We're talking about like his, his actual debut in wrestling. Like he started wrestling in like 10 months before he became world champion, which is, we talk about guys, you know, who catch on quick or whatever, get too much mm-hmm. too soon. He he's often forgotten, but he really did just get thrown right into the mix. Was yeah. world champion in WCW two times over. Um, got a lot early on. Another guy that was an athlete, a basketball player that became a wrestler. So he has that going for him. Um, I'm with Frank. The last 15 years of Big Show, probably mm-hmm. 17 years, 18 years, whatever. Yep. I hated the big show like there's nothing he did that i found interesting it was always a distraction it was always I, go away I, I will challenge you on that because i know there's something you found interesting a jericho or a miz in a big show no it was the uh promo with the undertaker well dude that was 99 so <laughs> okay. the, t- look look once 2001 2003 hit i'm out so that's 20 years ago let's just go with all 20 right. years he hasn't okay. done anything of cool interest 20 to me. years all right you but didn't like I'll when keep... the boss man dragged his uh mm. dead mama's body in the casket right so i, I look i said it for the start father was that his dad yeah, if I, yeah it was his dad yeah, was his dad yeah i don't like when people say he was uh like wasted talent because he has had a long nice career for him sure but but um what do you think 
of first like i asked frank is he a joke or is he like a true giant a legend what do you think of no sure i mean i don't i don't think he's a joke by any means like i think he he's a he's a legend he's a hall of famer he's one of the best big men of all time you can recognize that and still say that he's not a guy that you ever like cared for too though you know Mm -hmm. um i think that i am in the camp where I say that being said, Hall of Famer, all-time great big man, I don't think he lived up to his potential. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. in WCW, mm-hmm. he was so athletic. Like, I'm sure you guys have seen when, you know, Kurt Hennig gives him a perfect plex mm-hmm. and he fucking nips up. Mm-hmm. The guy used to jump over the top rope. Like, he mm-hmm. was just... He had all the tools to be better than Andre, but yeah. he just never was, you know. But don't like you he... think that's the problem? Is um really quick is yep. he was always linked through his career, even when he debuted with Andre, and those are huge shoes, literally huge shoes to fill. But no, you will remember, sure. Duke, you'll remember this one. Do you remember um Jerry Stackhouse getting drafted by the Sixers? It was mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. he's the next Jordan. Okay, they right. wanted to call him Baby Jordan. Right, he could never live up to that in a million years. He couldn't even be Baby Jordan because that was Harold Miner. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna throw the Harold Miner thing, but that was actually like you know he didn't turn out at all. But Stackhouse still had yeah. a nice career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Show, you know what I mean? Here is like the Big Show was always compared to Andre, and I think that was to his detriment. It's not his. Yeah, fault. Yeah, I mean, but, like, sure. Like, is that an know? unfair comparison? Sure, I'll give you that. But like, come on, man we know like he got really out of shape you know he's yeah yeah he's coming to the ring smoking cigarettes (laughs) like was that yeah i like you know like what was that again listen despite all that still hall of fame career right right, right. but like was he ever like the attraction that andre was was he ever the cool that diesel was you know like he never i feel like what After was his all thing? those years, like yeah, right, like he never found his thing. Yeah, you know, like I, it's sad. Yeah, it's crazy. you know what his thing should have been all along was just probably an ass kisser with a cool manager that there could go. go and kill everybody. Right? Yeah. You know. I mean. Um, but... Oh wait, no, I know what his thing is. We just we always he's the guy that turned face and heel the most times ever. That is absolutely true. Yeah. You literally <laughs> lost count. You know. Um, but the yeah. big show, like you can't. I mean, you can't discount his. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, to be that big and be able to do the things that he yeah. did, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, he never still... he never had the presence of a lot of these other guys, you know. And, and is it still true he's never won a WrestleMania match? Or did they give him one? I thought he beat Mankind uh, one year at the WrestleMania 15. Or was that a DQ? Um, must have not. Yeah, because he didn't have one I don't for know. Like a long time. Like Big Show hadn't won at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, I like, feel like he won a tag was... match with Jericho or Miz or something when he was like part of the the team, the tag team. Right. Maybe a Miz singles show? match, maybe. See. He also won the um, Battle Royal, the Andre the Giant ba- Battle Royal. Oh, uh, yeah, right. So, so that, yeah, that counts, might be right? it. That might be the thing. Because yeah. I felt like there was like the story was like he had never won at WrestleMania. And then like, but I was like, I'm sure they've given him something, you know? Mm. Um, I'm going to actually, I got, I got to call you out on this. Cause I did a little research here. The big show mm-hmm. won the intercontinental title at WrestleMania 28. What the hell? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Guess who um, we beat though. Cody I mean, this Rhodes. guy. Exactly. Yep. I remember. 
about that? So, yeah, you know, the guy's done sense. it all. The guy, bro, the guy's done it all, right? Um, let me ask you guys really quick before we get to the, you know, the main attraction here, if you will. Are there some quick fires, big men that I didn't uh, talk about that you want to bring up on a quick fire? Because I got uh, one guy left that I need to talk about. Well, quick fire, one that I love, and he's recent. We didn't really talk about him too recent because there's not a lot of recent guys that really hard. Yeah, let's on. go through the recents quick. But yeah, go ahead. But like the one guy who I genuinely loved and uh, I considered him a big man was the late, great Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. He was like a big man that I love for the la- of the in the last ten years. I don't know if there's any big man I like more, you know, than him in his WWE career and then Great the short run he had in AEW, you know. Um, so unfortunate the way that turned out, but love Brody Lee. I think he got he understood the big man game and he was a big man who could do a lot of shit like some, but still play like a big shoot. man. Yeah, still, still empower them. Man. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. How so about when Brody, he thinned out? How about, I, to I wanted to real quick while we're talking about I, I had him on the list for the recents, but we're running mm-hmm. out of time here. But I did yeah. want to mention on Brody Lee. What about when he thinned down in AEW? And like, did you like him um, in sh- like in shape or did you know what I'm saying? Like, because he was a, a mammoth in WWE and even in the Indies, like when he slimmed down and whatnot. Um, it just was interesting. You know, Did you like, feel like he slimmed down so much? Because when I remember him in the Indies, he definitely felt bigger and more jacked in AEW than he did in the Indies. As in there the was a period in WWE that he was absurdly yeah. huge, like okay. he was stocky, and but yeah. I don't know. I just thought he was a little thinner in AEW. Um, yeah, I didn't really still a big notice man, it so much. Yeah, yeah, still a big yeah I didn't man. really notice it so much, but but he did no wrong as far as I was concerned. Both runs, you know what I mean, like. If Amazing there was any wrong man. done, it's because of like booking or whatever, like you know, creative for him. But yeah, in terms of just like being a cool ass dude, like anytime he was out there, I was a Brody Lee guy. I'm with you. I'm with you. Probably my favorite big man in the last easy 15 years, 10, 15 yeah. years. But um, there's some before that that I want to get into in a quick fire, and then Duke, I want to uh Frank, obviously throw more my way, but I have to mention just guys that were like passing through that didn't have super long careers, but made an impact. Mike awesome for the way he could move yeah, around sick. Yeah, yeah. was a sick, like, and a big man, right. You would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big- yeah. He's just that he's like that borderline, you know what yep. I mean? But like back then in ECW, he seemed like a big man and WCW exactly. less so. Right. But you know, it is what it is today. He'd definitely be a big man though. So. Oh, he'd be huge. Yeah. yeah. Big man there. Um, I did, I did fuck with Adam bomb. He was a big man. Oh, yeah, rat, yeah, yeah. That's fine. For sure. Obviously, I can't I just get forgot out about Adam Bomb, but he was always cool, you know, but he just kind of never went to that next level. Also, yeah. as Wrath, like, had a huge, exactly. like, undefeated, almost. Dude, I fucked with him as Wrath. Like, I thought it was cool. You yeah. Know? Get, you know who beat Wrath? Yeah, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, baby. The guy that was the, booking. The, the, streak, the streak ender. Yo, that actually you wanna... made sense in the context mm-hmm. because, like, it was leading off to Goldberg. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I'm glad he ended that streak um, of Goldberg. Shut up, Mark. Mm-hmm. Bro, and if you hear Nash talk about that, like, Goldberg was all on board with that. They were trying to do business. So people that bury Nash for that, saying he was booking, listen to it. Listen to the, okay. listen to the history. So you think that Kevin Nash beating Goldberg and then coming out the next night and getting the finger poke of doom was good for WCW? I mean, I thought it was interesting. Like, okay, I didn't mind it. Do you it. think it was good for WCW? Um, 
I mean, it was compelling. I think the follow-up wasn't good. I thought the story okay. was kind of cool. Well, as it turned like, out, all just to get it on Hogan. As it turned like, out, kind that of was the beginning story. of the end for WCW. So <laughs> that's how they wrong. try to spin it. That's how they try to spin it now. But I don't think is that how true. they try to spin it because that's what actually happened. So yeah, but that's it, not the beginning of the end. It's really like all the shit that came with Russo and like all the oh, dumb okay. shit with David Arquette. I okay. think that that Poka Doom could have been cool. But they just didn't follow up. Right? I think I the Poka know. Doom is awful, but I didn't hate Nash beating goldberg i think the way it ended was you know fugazi you know it was an overbooked fucking yeah 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 it was overbooked and all that cattle prod yeah the cattle prod with a security he almost kicked out too trying to sell the cattle prod he like almost kicked out um but like i said i will say like goldberg was getting booed in in buildings and shit like that yeah people were kind people were kind of over it so you had to do something whether or not nash is the right guy whether or not the way they booked it or then the finger poop would do him i would not defend but like (laughs) it felt like something had to be done with goldberg and people always go like oh you got this most over guy and it's like and then you just ended it and then goldberg was never shit again i was like yeah that's not at that time yeah but like he was getting booed a little bit too yeah but he was getting kind of he was he was not getting the good heat you know and it was Mm -hmm. just like you maybe got to switch it up at some point so the booker so the booker put himself over the booker makes sense bro i mean (laughs) how many times did rick flair do that in dusty Rhodes? like rick flair didn't book dusty Rhodes to do your research rick flair was before actually what i thought before uh jim actually rick Rick Flair was was had the book for a minute before. Jim I think Hart Rick Flair in. did have the book. Reading my uh, the territories book. I think they did mention that at some point, but you know. But either way, Kevin Nash, I I approve of the the streak ending. Speaking of Kevin Nash, a guy I thought was the next Kevin Nash. I can't mention him. I can't get out of here without mentioning Test. This is a test. Duke. Come on, is he a big man though? Like I was on the fence here. Like yeah, I think he's he's. I mean, you know? yeah, I think so for that time. Yeah. He had a big like, boot. A lot of big men did a big boot. Yeah, and he got, dude, he got so jacked. Like mm-hmm. when oh, he man. was in ECW, like holy shit, man! Dude, well, they, that they, was crazy. That ECW. acne on his back was a real thing, man. Do you remember when? So when the Benoit shit happens, and like mm-hmm. everybody is like steroids, steroids doing this, doing that. Tess like showed up at Impact fucking like roid out they were like we just can't have you on tv because yeah. the optics bro they were like you're right. obviously a juice. he was like the punisher yeah. andrew martin yeah. or something yeah whole so name like just, too yeah never yeah. like test you know what's funny oh, i'm gonna man. say test is not a big man and i'll tell you why because and i said this i've said this to duke in the years past but like we were mm-hmm. at wizard world and working this comic book convention and test was there walking around and he came yep. by our, like our booth or he was near our booth or something he walked by us and i remember looking at him being like he's not that big you I know thought, i got my picture that? with him yeah 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 yeah. and like remember. it yeah. sucks because like that was before like cell phone yeah yeah like yeah. you know and i don't have it anymore oh man well yeah, he yeah, i just built, remember he, thinking he's not that big he was billed uh six six two eighty five yeah yeah um so i would say that's a big man any man, chance we get the mention test, we're going to do it, let's be honest. You fucking Dude, thir- 33 years old when he passed away. That's you guys, so sad. Anytime you mention Tess, uh, rest in peace, anytime you mention Tess, you got to mention his foot getting caught in the biggest match of the fucking, <laughs> his career. I still never, like that match, bro. I'm yeah, sorry. Making, oh, man. Eddie I still had to would... fucking try. What Eddie weird... and the ref had to get him out of the ropes. In the Isn't that of like such a weird match, though? Yeah. Like just them together? No, I didn't like, think so. Because Tess was working with guys at that time, if you remember. Like, he was European champion, right? Um, Eddie, yeah, Eddie G. Just, and I don't know. I don't know. A, I feel like it's a weird thing. 
But bro, trained by Bret Hart and Dory Funk. How you know my love you... for Tess, man. Yeah, I love them, man. Rest uh, in peace, great Andrew big man. Martin. Also, um, I want to mention really quick two guys that I know they like had a silliness about them, but they were big men and they were one left a big mark on the industry, I guess you could say. But Mabel, aka Viscera, aka Big Daddy V, he's one guy, and the other being Rikishi. Both like big men by definition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both um both had, you know, left left a, a little bit of a legacy, I guess, in the in the wrestling world. Yeah, I wanted sure. to mention those guys. Rikishi danced um, during the Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah. And Mabel then uh, won the worst Royal uh won the worst King of ring. ring ever. Yep. It's in true. Philly. Yep. It's in true. Philly. It's true. Yep. Philly curse. Um Umaga, you mentioned him earlier, Frank. I had it's to put actually him out there. pronounced you manga. You mango. Okay. So Samoan right. bulldozer, tattooed Titan. Mm-hmm. Cool. I got some. Sh- I got some guys who I are my worst that we didn't talk about that I can mention. Well, let me give you um. One, well, I'm not gonna steal your heat because I know this guy. Is this one on your worst? Like, right, did so he ever? Did he have an epic run from 2016 to 18? No, no, no. no I didn't count him, but like, I just because okay, okay. he's too recent, so I didn't count him. But, uh, <laughs> All right, let me kill. Let me kill it on the recents then, just because I didn't okay. mention these guys. Yeah, and yeah. this is. I'm gonna say. A name you tell me are they a big man then back in like the 80s 90s or are they just okay. a, a guy so okay. braun Strowman, yeah he's a big man though right he's, i think by yeah, definition. for sure yeah yeah, yeah. He's all right man. yeah we got to mention him uh lance archer yeah do you know what's funny because hmm. like we think of him as a big man now but when he was in wwf i didn't think of him as a big man you know i just thought i was another guy so mm-hmm. He's like the modern, like he's the only guy of scale in the AEW roster. Yeah. I'm like, do they have any big men? Oh, this guy, I guess Lance Archer. Yeah, yeah everybody's mm-hmm. just a little shorter now, you know. Luchasaurus, build yeah, because yeah, Luchasaurus, Wardlow, Lance Archer, you know, like all the guys who are like big. Keith Lee, like, I guess. Yep. Ish. Yeah, they're just like smaller than. And what Keith the big Lee's man. like got the girth. Yeah. Right. You know. Damian yeah, Priest. I would count K- Keith Lee, you know, before I count Test actually, just because of height and girth, you know, that mm-hmm. the combo. Give me your um. Give me your. Oh, I'm sorry. Mark Henry had to mention Mark Henry. Well, Mark Henry was on my list. My best. No, Mm -hmm. the least favorite big man. Mark Henry was on there. Just he's another guy. Like, I give him lots of credit for the fucking pink suit. The salmon suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Salmon suit. That salmon suit promo. I loved it. Genuinely love the salmon suit. I remember where I was. Salmon suit promo. So I give him props (laughs) for giving me a moment. Everything mm-hmm. the fuck else though, especially when they were making him like the a world title contender, mm-hmm. you know, like that run of Mark Henry, it was just like, don't buy it, don't. Like Bro, it, it took him fifteen years yeah, to yeah. embrace like who he is, which is fine. And but, that's the uh, ultimate was... lifetime achievement award. When I think of lifetime achievement guys, yep. I think of that Mark Henry world title yep. run. You know, yep. he's like no offense he's to guy, yeah, you know, but. He's a guy that think. that made it to mania to fight Taker, though. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's pretty crazy, you know. Well, Taker like, had a fucking Nathan Jones was in yeah, matches, true. but t- you know, like Taker did have some randos, giant handicap match. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not a fan. Mark Henry would be probably on my bottom as well. Give yeah. us, give us your uh, least favorite big man. Another one that's infamous that everybody thinks of: the Great Khali, mm. genuine I giant. Did, I forgot all about him. <laughs> the great Khali would be f- easily forgettable for me if his career was Giant Gonzalez's career, but this guy was the mm-hmm. world fucking champion. Yep. He was putting Jeez. Batista to sleep and Ric Flair to sleep when he yep. was debuting and shit. Like I remember watching it going, like seeing him kill like 
uh, Ric Flair going, oh, man, if they make this guy the fucking champion, mm-hmm. this guy's too big. You know, like, I remember seeing the writing on the wall, like, don't do it to us, you know. And he was brutal. And listen, Great Khali seems like a fucking swell guy. You know, and everybody really actually, like, loves <laughs> him, who knows mm-hmm. him. But, dude, couldn't even walk. He couldn't yeah. right. walk. It was hard like, watching him yeah. walk to the ring. It looked painful. Like, him just yeah, walking. Yeah. You're just I actually like, oh, felt bad for him. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this guy can't move, you know? And, like, they were having him in these programs. They were, like, and carting then, him out there. Yeah, and then the, the Punjabi prisons and all this wild shit. Punjabi prison, I think, looks cool, but it's a dumb match, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Do you remember when they had a Punjabi prison match and uh, he wasn't even in it? Yeah. It was um, <laughs> Batista and Undertaker like, or something? It wasn't, like, the... Big Show or something. Big Show and Batista mm-hmm. or Undertaker Batista. Or... That's yeah, funny. yeah. So Curry, Great Khali, um, I just wanted to touch okay. on. Okay, and then two other guys who were like infamously bad, as far as I'm concerned. I think our one buddy right fuck with one of them is Snitsky, and uh-huh. Snitsky and Heidenreich. Ugh. Two like big guys, but I'm like these dudes are brutal. Like I yep. need to not. And I, I Heidenreich especially because Snitsky at least who had some angles that they like, got some legs out of with Kane. Even though they're brutal, even don't get me wrong, the shit with Kane and all that. Like don't get me wrong, but at least they made shit with Snitsky happen. And you 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 know you had to look. And then when he was gross, Snitsky with his fucked up you know shit teeth. Dude, what that? They, yeah, dude, oh, so, so brutal, oh, Snitsky. So and then Heidenreich brutal. was just the ultimate, just. Never was yeah. going to work, you know. Like I intentionally guys, didn't even put them on yeah. my list because yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah. Exactly, so I'm with Heide, the yeah, worst. So Heidenreich, with the when they tried to make a Heidenreich like an yeah. LOD guy or whatever the fuck, what it's a like, fuck you guys. bro. Anyway, By the way, while you mentioned, oh, yeah. sorry, real quick, but yeah. Hawk, Hawk would probably be a big man in today's wrestling, right? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe in modern day wrestling. Like, yeah, God, who's probably like Wardlow? He's probably like Wardlow, right? Like I don't, I wouldn't think maybe even taller, maybe taller. And then the last dude who I just wanted to mention because he was a big goof, but he was there for years was uh was Reese. Remember Reese or the oh, Yeti? Reese. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. So he Ooh, was, you wow. know, multiple gimmicks, the flock. Like he was the yep. Yeti. He was uh, but talk about a guy who sucked though, like s- brutally sucked. Couldn't even move. Yeah, like, oh terrible. But he was also in the WCW a nice guy from what I hear, but six years or seven years career in the WCW or whatever when they were peak. So you know, I just wanted to. No, Flock, Flock needed a big man, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just, he was yeah, down in yeah, the power yes. plant, I think, and they just like were like, "You'll do." Put some yeah, jeans yeah. on you and a flannel. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> do you have any um, that we didn't mention? Because I got one left, and it's a, uh, it's the big one. But is there any like low key ones that we didn't mention that you wanted to? No, talk I mean, about? I think I think we covered the ones that are you know relevant in the. Do you have history. any least favorite? There have been, or... you know, there have been plenty of random ones like roadblock you know mm. fucking mm. the ultimate solution and z gangster and like dudes like this that aren't relevant to mm-hmm. the conversation i mean zeus, zeus? yeah that's yeah, z gangster yeah um, zeus, right i think that no i think we covered everything and the, well, the main event is what you're about to introduce right now so yeah from Grenoble in the French Alps, <laughs> we got to talk about him. He is the reason there even is a big man in wrestling, but from Grenoble in the French Alps, 520 pounds. Frank, what's his correct height? Five, five, eight, five, nine. Not a five, man. Come on. <laughs> That's disrespectful. He was six, four. <laughs> and over over the Six, years four. You know. it's lowered since last <laughs> week he shrunk 
I like when Frank's always like, "Come, guys, I've given you evidence of this. I know. Like, I've, <laughs> bro, I've, I've shown, shown you, you photographic evidence. It's like you can't. <laughs> eyes don't lie, bro. We're looking at the shit. The eye test. All right. So I got them built at seven four. Seven foot four. Five hundred and twenty pounds. That's what from they Grenoble told us. in the French house. Yeah. Andre the giant. Yep. So Frank says he's six four. So that would be a whole. F- that's I one mean, foot less. That's, foot that's less. a whole horn swaggle less. Mm-hmm. Yo, so you're telling me he is shorter than Michael Jordan? <laughs> Just saying. Jordan he's was one, six six. So he's uh, one max mini less than what he's one max built. mini. Yeah, it's like listen, it's camera tricks. Shorter than Scott it's, Hall, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all camera work, bro. You act like you don't know. Um, so he's wearing so lifts in his boots. Yeah, I mean, hey, Austin I don't Aries even think style. he was. But like, come on, like when it comes to the aura of mm-hmm. the eighth wonder of the world, the true attraction mm-hmm. in wrestling, someone worth people were paying a few bucks to see, I guess, back in the day. Um, All the like, I guess, incarnations that we grew up with, Duke, because like I know I saw old man Andre mm-hmm. the Giant, but then I would get my hands on these tapes and he suddenly got the yellow trunks on and, and yeah. then he suddenly like in the singlet and um. All kinds of stuff that we didn't see till later that, you know, just because of WrestleMania three, he looked a little old and mm-hmm. past his prime in the seventies, like in his prime. I mean, he was a, mach- a, a machine, literally, right, Duke? A machine, yeah, a giant machine, a giant machine, destruction. Um, yeah. And I don't know. No, ma- no matter how many guys, I guess, giants come to WWE, it's always like he's the barometer. And how many yep. years ago was that, right? And he's yep. still the barometer. If someone debuted in AEW, that guy sad them sing. Yep. Right. Like if he goes on to try to, if he ever puts together, like he'll never be. No matter who comes along, there they will never equal Andre. Uh, yeah. It's kind of how I look at it. The Mount Rushmore uh, of yeah. wrestling. Well, well, Mount Rushmore, according to me. According, according to you. Yeah, according to I you, had Undertaker and Undertaker takes that last spot. I gave it to mm-hmm. Andre. You gave it. Who to did Taker. we have? We had Flair. It was Austin, Claire, Austin Hogan. Hogan, and then I said Andre, and you said Taker, and Duke and wouldn't I mean, do it. Duke wouldn't play along. I think Duke put Brett, but um, <laughs> let's it's talk just about four Bretts. Yeah. Four, yeah. four Bretts. That's right. That's right. That's right. So let, let real quick with you guys with Andre. So did you did you know like the legend of Andre the Giant was? as big as it was when you started watching wrestling or is it something that like you had to be taught or like learn was he was he as big of a deal to you guys as he was as he's as he is now you know what i mean like did the legend just grow over time or did you know right from the jump that this guy was so i could like speaking to somebody who like who didn't watch him right like as it happened, I'm probably the only one of the three of us, right? Because you you saw some of him, John, right? I yeah. saw just the tail end of him, yeah. But like, so like through like the grapevine or whatever it is, like I knew who Andre the Giant was. I knew who Andre the Giant was before I knew most wrestlers, probably besides like Hulk Hogan. I probably knew Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, and like Macho Man in my head before I knew anybody the fuck else. So mm-hmm. like, so the Andre mystique was always there, and then as a youth not being able to like just hop on YouTube and watch Andre the giant do anything or whatever. To me, it was always just like the, I just heard of this monster that was Andre the giant and he was seven fucking eight or whatever they build him <laughs> as, you know? And, you know, so I always, to me, when I thought of giants, it was Andre the giant. And then obviously the big show or the giant 
shows up and he's the son of Andre the Giant. He was like the next, he's supposed to be the next. He always thought of him as my Andre the Giant, you know? So like I knew of the mystique of Andre. It was years later of going back and forth and watching all this shit. But like, you know, whether whether you liked him in the ring or not, whatever, but he was the biggest attraction for fucking 15 years or something like that. Like until Hogan maybe over took him you know as like the guy like in world wrestling i'm thinking yeah i'd say almost 20 but yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's just like so andre you know I, he had that mystique even when i was a kid i knew andre i knew he was a giant even if i didn't know shit about him i just knew he was this fucking monster wrestler you know what i mean that only hogan mm-hmm. could fuck with you know and like that was my perception of him so i think he was always a big deal it didn't take anybody like hyping him up or years of research because i just as a kid going into it i knew he was a big deal yeah, and so Duke, like he was literally like a, I, I guess the word, you know, the term would be like circus freak early on. Like he was being carted around as a touring special attraction. You know, it's totally different than what we get now, um, mm. as far as like wrestling. He was an attraction, but what do you think? Um, I asked Frank. I guess I'll ask you. So, did you know he was as big of a deal when you started watching it? Because you were like three or four years earlier than me watching wrestling. Um. I, I also saw Andre like at his, you know, kind of at his end, like WrestleMania three was probably, you know, about that time was like the first time I saw Andre. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know because, you know, you see him and he's like kind of older looking, he's hunched over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's not getting around as good as he used to, but, um, once again, retroactively look back and like, you see him, like Frank said, like he was an attraction, like people would, you know, back in the day, you had to sell seats like these guys would get in the ring and cut promos or go backstage and cut promos because they tried to get you to come to their shows. And like all they had to do was put Andre on the marquee and that shit would sell out, you know, mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. we can talk about like our favorite big men of all time, because like. Andre certainly isn't somebody that I need a 30 disc, you know, history of, but yeah, I mean, I would say he's the biggest deal as far as big men in the history of pro wrestling, you know, like the eighth wonder of the world, like you said, like that's, that's a pretty big deal for them to just throw that out there. You know, like he was, you know, like we say, it's not all about wrestling, man. Like mm-hmm. people would pay to see this giant, you know, mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. um in person. So yeah, and it's such a like a long storied history, like the guys he worked from because he got to touch Flair, Harley, Stan Hansen, all those guys that are like the 70s, 80s legends. And then finally, you know, he did get to lock up with Hogan. So he got to like cross decades. It's one of those things where um you know, and that, that's I, that's an interesting like YouTube hole. If you ever want to jump into like an Andre the Giant like you know rabbit hole, like because he teamed with like I remember I was watching Mid Atlantic Wrestling and he teams with it's Andre the Junkyard Dog and Dusty Rhodes like in a six man tag. Like how cool is that? You know, yeah, like just I a lot that. of cool like weird 
stuff. He had stuff in Japan. He had stuff in Mexico that you can look up, you know, mm -hmm. um, at the end of his career. And Oh, yeah. Just even really... at the end, he, he was teaming with Giant Baba, a guy we yep. talked about at the top of yep. the show. It was just very random that they, yeah. these older men were, you know, just trying to get it, I guess, a couple more. Yeah, it was like a I farewell guess, tour, you know, farewell tour. Yeah, farewell tour. But yep. um, yeah, absolutely amazing. He transcended wrestling too, which is you know one of these guys. There's only yeah. a few. I mean, you could say yep. The Rock, you could say Piper Hogan, mm -hmm. but like where they crossed over and actually were uh, household names in the movie theaters and stuff like that. He was a big part of um, Hollywood, you could even say. But it's sad. Another one. He died at 46. Like that's scary Jeez, and sad. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, he's one of the guys. There are a few, especially with wrestlers, but you remember exactly where you are when he died. And I remember exactly where I was, man. It was 93 wow. and yeah. know exactly where I was when I saw that. Cause that was a big news story. I mean, yeah, right, rightfully so, but yeah, gone way too young. They, they kind of knew it, I guess, cause of his, uh, his yeah, condition. Yeah, yeah. Um, First ever inductee into the WWE hall of fame. Mm. crazy that's awesome yep and rightfully so but um yeah andre did the giant guys, did you guys prefer like andre you know in a big singlet with like the short curly hair or did you like like trunks andre with the long froey hair with the sideburns whenever hmm. i'm looking at pictures of him i think I... long hair blue and red shorts or whatever yeah trunks he's wearing thinks look he looks way cooler than yep like, the me too andre yeah yep that's yeah, what I was he, gonna say yeah. the blue trunks with the red or the mm -hmm. yellow. I like too. Yeah, it's just that black singlet was so iconic. Oh, it's iconic. For you sure. know what's yeah. funny too? Like he wore Bobby Heenan becomes his manager, and then yeah. he wears the attire that Bobby Heenan wore. I always thought that right. was interesting. Right, yeah. it was because of Bobby, right? Bobby I mean, wore that first, right? It's hard to say because he did wear it as a machine. Mm -hmm. oh he's yeah with the machines right. but i did always think that was kind of cool that like he joined yeah. bobby and then got in the singlet you know yeah my you know my thing with him was i saw like the tail end of the colossal connection when i got into wrestling like mm -hmm. right and that and that was the andre i got and it was like yeah. hard to know but you know the way vince would talk about him even then and yep. they were still putting out like VHSs of him. Even mm -hmm. then, like mm -hmm. they made, they let you know this guy. Is, they uh, did for sure. That's one thing. Like they did always put respect on his name, yeah. right? You know, and still yeah. do, and yeah. still do, and yep. um, and rightfully so. And look, I know we're gonna get out of here in a minute, but like the debate is sometimes. Here's another basketball reference as we get out of here. Put <laughs> LeBron in the in the '60s against Bill Russell and Will, and he'll kill dominate. Yep. Now look, if you put um. Braun Strowman, we're not fans, right? But if you put him smack dab in the territories in 1970, I guess he's an attraction, right? Like, does, does was Andre? Yeah, um, because no one wore like neon red pants. With holes <laughs> yeah, right. in them, so, True. I guess my point is like, could I, if Andre, if you put him as a debuting guy in uh, AEW or, or Raw next week, like if you put that guy, I guess we, we probably don't see him as the same type of legend but right place right time right it's all about um your era you can't get yeah. get on someone for the era they dominated in right yeah you know what's funny with andre too like if comparing him like if he showed up in AEW, he'd be like i hate to say it he'd be like satinum singh showing up you know what i mean <laughs> and the crowd the crowd would be like oh fucking wwe move right uh -huh. hiring a big guy who can't wrestle really or whatever the fuck you say 
and um you know and it probably his his reaction in an aew crowd probably would have been like you know very mad right. you know unless he was doing some sick shit right and a you know but even sat in him so what you're saying is we're missing out on potentially the next andre because the fans won't accept Saddam Singh for what he is right exactly let Saddam him go might man. be the guy but i'm hey, all right let him be. Missing out. yeah <laughs> we've seen, we've no but we've seen um enough. yeah you guys probably heard enough we've been talking about big men this has been fun i it was way more fun hold on real quick before we wrap up yes Frank, all-time not best all-time favorite big man all favorite, favorite or be- oh favorite yeah favorite Sorry. if i have to go favorite yep it's Diesel. Okay. It's Diesel. But you know who I'll say was my second favorite? And we talked about him all night. Uh, yeah, Mark Psycho Henry. Psycho oh, I like that. I like yeah, that. Second, Psycho said, when I wrote my faves down, it was not in order. I was just writing guys I liked the most. And I only have six guys on my faves list. And it was Sid, Bam Bam, Nash, Kane, Bruiser Brody, and Brody Lee. Mm. Very so those nice. Are, those are only six names I wrote down as big men that I actually like. John Boy, all-time favorite. Well, he was number six in my top ten. So Kevin Nash, on followed power. by Kevin Nash, my all-time favorite big man, followed by the Undertaker, very close second. They're mm. hand in hand, very hand in hand. And then third, honestly, I have to be with you guys and say Sid because I, I love, love it. it. Yeah, love this. Do, I love all this. I, Sid fist, fist pumps. Damn, it's for, one, two, three, Sid. right? First, second, and third favorite big man of, between the three of us. You know that's, that's funny. funny because like my top three are probably the same as you guys yeah, it's just like a different yeah it's probably like sid taker nash yeah fun. nice yeah i thought for sure um that you would have had a guy you know like i don't know from the 80s and you're taught like earthquake or one of those guys there mm-hmm. weren't a yeah. lot of like big dudes like that like i said like right. earthquake i can respect bam, bam. and have love for but like just never you know what I'm saying? Like, was never a favorite of mine. You know, it's there's also a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of good wrestlers from the '80s and '90s that I like, but you know, they're just not my personal favorites. That's all. It's also cool when you get to see the whole career of a guy. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I wish I could say Andre. I wish I could say Ernie Ladd because you know yep. I didn't, but I didn't see it. Um, yeah. I wish. But I, could I mean, say... that's the great thing though that we're discovering. You know, about like you, you get in these YouTube you know rabbit holes or you can yeah. find stuff on peacock about these guys like and it's mm-hmm. like a brand new world man yeah you know like it's, you might yeah you know it really you is. might you might be like you're seeing things you never saw before yeah. so you don't know what's going to happen you're like holy shit like this dude was actually really good it's like discovering an old tv show you know yeah totally totally yep we we've had a lot of fun we thank everybody for listening. Check us out. Uh, obviously, next week we'll have another fun fun episode for you. But in the meantime, leave in the comments if we forgot any of these big men. Uh, let us know, good or and bad. And let us know your favorite big man. Yeah, let us know who your favorites are. And maybe tell us who's the best big man of all time is uh, if it's not Andre the Giant. Because, I mean, I'd probably just crown him right off the top. Uh, let us know in the comments. Maybe let us in the comment know in the comments which Survivor Series you'd like us to review, and maybe you know we'll take a little poll and see uh, if there's one specific that stands out. Not ninety-seven, <laughs> right? Not ninety-seven. Not gang rules. Not feeling that one. Not not the one that's been talked about constantly. Oh right, that's the much. How did I yeah. forget? I'm like screw job. I, yeah, I blanked it out from my memory. But yeah, yeah. for uh, Haystacks Calhoun. And uh, Mound Mountain Mike, I've been slick, the doctor of style. (laughs) 
<laughs> we got Bruiser Brody, fake ass Brody and Diesel here. <laughs> Cheers to you all. Happy Halloween. And uh, we'll catch you next time on No Sold. <laughs>